everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Ian. And thanks for joining us for episode 72. I was going to make that one lucky, but it didn't feel right. It didn't feel lucky. <laughs> no, like I was going to. Uh-huh. And then I changed my mind at the last second. Right. I don't know why. I feel like it's going to be too noisy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's how it always works. We're going to have a full size mic get on that. Chop, chop, producer man. <laughs> produce Yo, produce less noises. Get the windows. <laughs> we have a window guy. Nice. Fucking A. We Come have an assistant. Up in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've had a system for a couple weeks now. Yes. Yeah. He's on it. Um, I like it a lot. Welcome back to the podcast where we typically have no notes and really don't know what we're talking about until we're talking about it. And there's lots of tangents. Welcome to everybody's life. (laughs) If that's your life, you're in the right place. Yes. Welcome. So this week we're going to talk about, actually, we do have some notes this week and we're going to talk about things. Uh, First thing I want to do is there's a bunch of you that listen to this podcast that also share our like posts on Instagram, you share them to your story and we get tagged in them. And sometimes I see them too late that you guys have, uh, you know, mentioned us in your stories. Uh, I just want to pre, I just want to, to thank you for the mention in the stories. I do appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys sharing our posts and stuff like that when the podcast comes out. So for those of you that do, do that, do that, um, thank you. And I thought that was something that was worth mentioning. Yeah, it's valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I thought so. Legit points are made. Right. I went wheeling. Congratulations. Ian went roofing. I did a roof on my house. Mike went wrenching. Did. <laughs> we all did things that could be talked about. I don't. Is this going to be the total roofing podcast this week? No, probably not. I don't really have much to say about it other than like <laughs> it I'm, was. It fucking sucked. Like it wasn't anything that I'm at all excited about mm-hmm. or was like, yay. No, he didn't, didn't want to go roof it. It had to be done. Uh-huh. It needed to be done. And you did it. So we did it. Nice. And that's one thing we checked off the old and list. And it's 90% finished. So do you want to so. come do mine? Next? Nope. You sure? Yep. Seemed like you did an okay job. I mean, it looked I did. okay. It looked I nice did. pulling up. Yeah. It is professional quality, but I, I don't do know, not want I, to do that again. I don't know that I noticed it was in bad shape before. Same. But, yeah. Oh, it was. It was yeah. wore out. Oh, she's tired. It was wore out. How was uh, taking the shingles off? Uh, well, I tore off one half of the house Friday night after going to work for 12 hours. Oh, so, yeah. Not a bad Ooh. day. Not a terrible day. Because yeah. I got shit done. I got shit done. That's right. Hurt like hell afterwards, but boy, God, got done. And then was up at like, I don't know, 630-ish in yeah. the morning to start putting shingles back on. Nice. That sounds and awesome. And then did it again Sunday. And then Monday, I got up at like 530 to go to work. And that mm. oh, was great. Mm-hmm. I found out. That the inverter in Ford F550 will not run a heating pad. Oh, really? Yeah, Seriously? Kinda, yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, like it turns it on and then it's just like, no. Nope. Huh. Is it pop a breaker or just shuts no, it off? just shuts off. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's too many, mm-hmm. too many watts. I guess. That's interesting. You would have thought it would have been enough wattage for it's that. It's only a 400 yeah, watt inverter. So, oh. I mean, it's not real beefy. I was thinking it'd be at least a five. Nope. Like at a minimum, 400 watt inverter. Yeah, it's not real little. stout. Fuck's that for? Charging your phone and your computer? Computer, yeah. yeah. The end. Which works great from a laptop. No hair dryers. No. No razor. Maybe <laughs> no. razor. You could do razor. I don't know. Electric razor. Don't know. If you had one, you needed to plug in for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> real old school. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so I just ran the fucking PTO generator on my truck and ran a drop cord <laughs> from that into the cab. Wow. Plugged her in. Into the cab. cab. How did you do that? Through the door just or through the, the window? Just, no, just through the door. Oh, really? Yeah, the bottom of the door. It. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He ran a generator cord. to run a heating pad. Yeah. Yes. Well, how else wow. are you going to run a heating pad when uh, you're sitting in your truck? I didn't know that your truck had a PTO driven generator. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You just click a button and it turns it on? Uh, you put the park brake on because uh-huh. they got a relay wired oh, in, so uh-huh. you can't run the PTO oh while you God, drive relays. down the road. Wait, um, wait until you guys hear what I have to tell you about but, relays. Uh, oh, boy. Did you see that on the list I sent you? No. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Uh, but yeah, you just put the park brake on and then flip the upfitter switch for the PTO and then it just, that's slick. It idles auto, it auto idles up. Oh really? But you can't do it while you're driving. No. Okay. Can you bypass it? Well, why would you want the PTO on while you're driving down the road? Well, I mean like on to the job site. Yeah. To run your heating pad. Not, <laughs> you just yeah. told us why. Well, yeah, but like I wouldn't want to run a PTO engine driven PTO while you're driving the truck. That would be bad. Would you smoke the generator? I was just you thinking. You would probably smoke the transmission. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It would be yeah. upset. Yeah, yeah, if you were yeah. like full on driving, yeah. they probably wouldn't love you. Um, it would just not be good. I mean, you could run a like a semi. You can run the PTO while you're driving. It just doesn't love it. That's yeah. kind of a high RPM. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, as long as you have a bypass pump, though, it will stand it for a little while. Yeah. So, I don't see how but you don't want to play with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's a yeah. it's straight cut gears and like yeah so yeah no no for me on that one is the pto on that so like at the transmission on a semi this is way tangent we should stop talking about this anyway it's the same <laughs> it's the same setup as a semi it's same, it's same concept a transmission amount of pto yeah and so just, it's wet something mm-hmm. yeah or it's not something but like it's wet they're wet gears yeah so then i have yeah. a hydraulic driven it's that van air that's on the side it's a hydraulic driven generator and it uh it's like a 7,000 watt generator, big ass welder, That's compressor. So sick. All I love one. that it's PTO driven. Yeah. Total work truck podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. Well, somebody was going to say it. <laughs> yeah, going to say it. So I beat him to it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody was going to bring it up. Um, Got to pay for the podcast somehow. Talking about point. trucks, so. I want to talk about Mr. Full Size Mike. Um, a lot of you guys know that Mike has been joining us again on the podcast. I know some of you were missing him when he was out for COVID, um, trying to keep everybody from getting the COVIDs, trying to make sure that my son didn't get the COVIDs. So we do appreciate that, Mike. And some of you are like, who's Mike? And some of you are like, who the hell is this guy that just showed up? <laughs> you call him beer Mike, but I don't know who he is. And that's just it. Some of you may not know who beer Mike is. If you didn't listen to some of the earlier episodes in the, like the, what the twenties and thirties, is that when it was, you'd know better than me. I think that's when it was 20, thirties, forties, somewhere in there. Okay. You were kind of hanging around for a few episodes and then we caught the COVIDs. Yeah. The nation caught the COVIDs. And then Mike was like, I should probably not hang out three feet from you guys. I'm in people's cars all day. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. So gross. Yeah. Yeah. You spend your life in people's cars. It probably wasn't awesome. Um, but since he's been vaccinated, mm-hmm. he's almost tolerant to the COVIDs now and he shouldn't bring him to us. He's over there burping and coughing. <laughs> I did first long. call. Sorry, guys. Yeah, first call. <laughs> the revolution's got him over there. Got him fizzed up. Um, but uh, anyway. Since you guys don't know who Mike is, I wanted to do kind of an introduction and talk about Mike kind of almost as a guest for a short bit and let you guys get to know Mike and who he is and why he's here and what he wheels because he does, in fact, wheel. He is one of the wheeling buddies. And, um, yeah, just kind of get the rundown since you guys you got to know Ian and I early on in the uh, podcast episodes and then 
you know, now Mike's hanging around. I don't think that Mike's going to go anywhere. He does enjoy hanging out here. And I love these idiots. Yeah, he does <laughs> so much. He takes his Monday nights and comes here. <laughs> so uh, first thing you need to know is Mike has a 1994 GMC Sierra GT. Put your finger up. That's right. Extra fancy. Watch, uh, <laughs> that pinky up. Watch this. This is how I've learned to um, be a podcast host. Yeah. Tell us what your vehicle is. What kind of vehicle? Oh, I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to get the ball rolling. I can say. You just throw it at him and then you just sit yeah. there and go. That was, a, that was the introduction. It's easy. I sold a <laughs> I sold a headache rack. I know this sounds a little tangenty, oh, but it, it is not really. so. Give us the backstory. I sold the headache rack off of Snow Day yesterday. Oh, and wow. I've been trying to sell a thing for God, like, I don't know, like oh, years. Two years, probably? Yeah, years. Yeah. And uh, the guy messages me and he's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have sent you that message. I was like, um, why? He's like, I'm four and a half hours away. Oh. And I was like, okay, Come well, never mind. He's like, no, but I really want it. I'm coming to get it. <laughs> Jesus. Him and his wife drove from Kentucky. Would you accidentally send a message and he just, that's your commitment? Well, he saw it. He was like, well, that's yeah. exactly what I need. I have a short bed OBS. He's yeah, because like, it was like a, it was a unique head, headache rack. It's because, a ranch hand. and Oh, it was a ranch hand? Yeah, it was Jesus. a ranch hand that I cut down. It was an eight foot and I cut it down for snow days. So it was a six and a half foot. Oh, wow. Where did you come across that? I found it on like Craigslist like a decade ago. Good Nine grief. hour drive for that? I mean, Hell I cut him no. a good deal. When you want a six and a half foot or when you want a six foot ranch hand Hell headache rack no. that they don't make. That's true. They don't make it anymore. It was a nice, it's a nice it headache was, rack. It was, but nine hours. Did it, did it still have the lights on it? No. No, oh, you took them off? I took okay. everything off of it. Because it had the takedown. It had the. Oh, uh, yeah. The the old school 90s police light bar. Uh, well, I guess it was a tow truck light bar at yeah, that point. Tow truck but light yeah, tow truck light bar. Yeah. Hello, the yellow. Anyway, the reason anyway. I was mentioning that, this guy shows up and he's, you know, in his like Duramax and he's, he's young. He's probably, I don't know, his mid twenties mm-hmm. and he's all over snow day. He's like, dude, I, I got, I got wheel and I can't believe you saw it. Axel swap this. And I'm just like rattling <laughs> off all the specs. And this reminded me, you're like, tell me about your rig. I was like, I was rattling off the specs yesterday. Mm, I was like, nice. people always ask me about that thing. That's he's awesome. like, this would be a showstopper at our off-road park. I was like, really? He's like, we don't have anything like this down. There's like the what? wheelbase. And I was just like, what? I was like, really? I was like, in I mean, Kentucky? it's cool, but it ain't that cool. Yeah. But. He thought no, it was the cool shit cool. he ever so seen. So tell us about Snow Day. So yeah, the truck's name is Snow Day. Uh, it's Snow Day it yep. because it was a plow truck when I bought it. It was just a bone stock GMC Sierra GT with a eight inch plow. I, or I'm sorry, eight inch. Yeah, eight inch, uh, eight foot plow. That'll get it's extended cab. Uh, that'll get her done there real nice. It's extended cab, short yep. bed. It was a pretty nice truck. A little bit of rust in the corners. <clears throat> it's in that. What color is that blue? Oh God, I don't know what it's called. Snow Day blue. It's uh, that real pretty light blue that GM yeah. used in the mid 90s. Ian, are you looking it up? What? You should be. The color of Snow Day. You want me like, to look at the called? color? I don't know. Like sky blue. I yeah, don't know what you want to call just it. Just light, light blue. Super pretty. But anyway, yeah. Well, anyway, it was a plow truck, and then I did a crank, and then I did some bigger tires, and then it became more of a skip across the snow truck instead of a plow truck. <laughs> so I sold the plow and solid axle swapped it. Uh, eventually did you wheel it before you saw that axle swap? I wheeled it with that plow mount on there and it was just yes. like, it was literally like having a plow on it. He, while was, wheeling. Plow, he was plowing the wheel. The, the it was, mud. we hit some solid things. <laughs> it would bring it to a dead stop pretty often. And so oh, that got man. old real quick. Yeah. So then cut that off and so you were still IFS and you were wheeling still it. Still IFS had 36s, 36.5. I don't actually swap it until. Were we already friends? Uh, oh, man. I don't even know. I'd have to like look through my old photos like to even know when I did that. 2014. Did you SAS it before Derek? No. No. I did it just after Derek yeah, did okay. his, I think. So we, yes, like we started hanging out just after Derek did his, essentially. Like, just not 
I don't know, six months maybe after Derek did his. So well, maybe, you were, maybe you were in the midst of doing it when we started hanging out. I don't know. Ian, you remember when you got that Dana 44 mm-hmm. oh sitting God. in your garage? Because that's about. <laughs> probably could look it up on Facebook. I'm just saying that's about when. The good old days. It's not bright teal metallic because that's the like no. greenish mm-hmm. blue. Adam Barron green. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, do remember that little wing ass he had? Squeaky? Yeah. Uh-huh. I have no idea. I have no idea when I saw it. I still swapped it, but it's yeah, but a it was, Yeah, okay. So a, long, it's been, a long fucking time. I mean, it's been a little while, yeah. But, but I had a long-ass wheelbase. It was like 143 inches all said and done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, we actually wheeled pretty well, but it was too it damn long. And then you rolled it. Uh, rolled it, it, trying to avoid it, damaging the, the light bar. <laughs> I went further up a hill and tipped it on its side yeah. into the roof. Didn't yeah. damage the light bar though. Didn't damage uh, the light bar. So I, I got my goal. Light, <laughs> light quasar blue metallic. Are you kidding what? me? That's what, is, what it's called. What is quasar? I don't know. Surely not. Can yep. you spell that? Can you use it? Q-U-A-S-A-R. I'm not sure you're saying it right, but I don't know I how to say know it either. So say I can't it. Can you <laughs> type it into Google and ask it to say it for you. <laughs> yep, that's the color. Huh. Interesting. So I've never Snow heard Day, that word. Snow Day saw axle swapped with a uh, a seventy nine Chevy fourteen bolt full floater in the back, and a seventy nine. That's not the color. I don't the hell think. it is. What, no, it? there was there was a more metallic color that what year. Color that, that was more blue. That wasn't quite as like a cloudy. If that makes any sense. What? I don't think that's it. Okay. I could oh, be wrong. The oh. sun is really shining on that one. I don't think so either. That's that's the Corvette version. No. Is that what you just pulled up? That's not the same color, I don't think. Oh. Interesting. There's so many colors of blue. Anyway. I'm going to keep talking Snow about Day. Snow Day. So yeah, the front says 79 Ford Dana 44, because obviously those fit pretty nice with leaf springs in the mm-hmm. front of these trucks. And the transmission's Turbo 400. It's got 410 gears front and rear, just because I had them laying around. One axle came with them. One I got off of Derek Lassini. Faux free. Um, that's always handy. So it doesn't have a whole lot of power, obviously a TBI 350, but it gets the job done. And just recently I blew up the engine mm-hmm. and I stole the engine out of my 91, decided to LS swap it. And so uh, just a couple days ago, I got it running and driving just needs an exhaust system and, uh, should be ready to wheel in a couple of weeks. I think it's light stellar blue. Well, that sounds better than quasar blue. No, it is quasar. Really? I think so. I'm wow. telling you, I think that's it. Yep. So from 88 to 98, the only other lighter blue blues were light quasar, maybe uh, blue metallic and Bahama blue metallic. Oh, I wish it was Bahama blue metallic. Maybe. I don't know. You need to go get the paint code out of the glove box. I'm sure that's long gone. Is it really? Really? James no. The glove box? No, I mean, the paint code wouldn't have been in the glove box. Oh, the RPO code is going to be there. Yeah. I mean, it's probably faded, worn. I don't know. Maybe it's still there. I'll oh find out unless you guys know next week. I'm on FSC looking this on GM. But trust size. me, it is not that color anymore. It is very faded. There's hardly <laughs> any clear left. It's, it's even it's more bad. beautiful now. It's it's pretty ugly, but it definitely gets the job oh, it's, done. It's beautiful. Uh, I shortened the wheelbase about 20 inches. I busted out one of the extended cab windows trying to get through some trees and it made me so mad that I went home and shortened the wheelbase. I've been there. Yeah. I've been recently there. you've been there. I'm building a rear sear axle because of it. Cause well, my wheelbase is kind of set. But yeah. yeah. I it, get you with the extended cab blown out window crap. It's not fun. No, nope. it makes for a bad day when you bust out your glass. Just makes you mad. You're like, I should have been able to do that. Yeah. Right. So snow days shortened uh, to 123 inch wheelbase. 
Uh, got some rock sliders. Built, I built a custom flatbed for it out of some used steel. Got from a steel scrapyard. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good rig. It does everything I need it to. It's what, just wide. What size tires are you just doing the tire? Oh, I guess I didn't even mention those. Yeah, it's a uh, oh god, it's had so many sets of tires on it. Most of them were good, except for Milestar Patagonias. Oh, uh, god, I hate them. I know a lot of people like them. <laughs> the patties. Mostly Jeep people. Yeah, I don't know. Dim patties. Ugh. I don't know why people like them or, or how they wheel with them, but I could run those things at eight psi and not get up a dry rock. So now I'm running Mickey Thompson Baja Pro what excesses in a 38 inch flavor and they mm-hmm. get the job done they're gorgeous they're beautiful they're do sticky you, they seem think, to be wearing okay oh although i've shit. only got about a thousand miles on them do you think that's the color no it looks too green that's too light right like too interesting the pictures you guys keep finding are, are like in a sun. lot of sunlight and it's hard to tell because this one is called um it's more fun it's called french blue poly that's hilarious <laughs> okay i'm gonna look up sierra gt colors because they didn't make oh, them be, that many that'd colors be good, yeah that'd be a they good only made up. them in like a red it's blue just, black it's just something fun to look up is just to see what color it is so we can find you know like figured oh my god it would be interesting to know for sure no it's light blue kzar K- or whatever yep that's 100 percent what it is that's that the is the color here right. it says right below it. it says light blue whatever yep quasar sorry you have to paint it Bahama blue. I don't even know what Bahama blue looks like. Let's find out. There it is again. You just can't argue it. Yeah, that's the color. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've so sold Ian the blue. was right three hours ago. We knew that. Well, what else is there? It's right? weird that they call it whatever light blue quasar blue metallic because there's like no metallic. That paint is like very. You should have seen it in 94 when mm-hmm. it was minty fresh. Well, I have never I seen that truck be shiny before. Yeah. I just showed him the white ass <laughs> hips on the dually that were like minty, minty fresh. fresh. It was gorgeous. That color was pretty. Look at this. Oh, you no, know it went away. It ran away from me. No, it's gone. Sorry. I had a dually pulled up, but you can't see it anymore. It's there you go. Disappeared. My flesh. Anyway, back to, back to uh, snow day. What else is there to say about Snow Day? I don't know. Hmm. It's a full size. Yeah. It is a full size rig. It's a full size rig. It's pretty short. Mm-hmm. Got about the wheelbase of a JK. Mm-hmm. So it looks kind of silly, but it definitely helps me get through the trees. <laughs> it looks kind of silly. It looks silly. I love it. I mean, at first it looked kind of silly, but I love it. Yeah. It looks perfect to me. It looks like it's it can a, do some work. Yeah. And now that you got those new tires on there, the, uh, the Pro Comp XSs are so nice on that thing. They just... They just work. You know, it's always impressive about that rig is that you have so little money into it and it does. It just works. It works every real time. well. It's mm-hmm. yeah, not a whole lot of money into it. No, almost no power. Mm-hmm. You almost, know, it's got a three quarter ton no front axle. It's got four ten gears, welded which is super nice. Oh, yeah. Welded front and rear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty. Even with the gray wheels. Um, showing Ian the dually that I found. Anyway. But yeah, it's welded front and rear because I like traction. I don't have enough power to really break anything. I mean, yeah. I have I broke an axle shaft once and I broke some spider gears. We just welded it up, put some chromolies in it, sent it. Yeah. It's been are you full th- are you full chromoly now? Across uh, the front? Yeah, the front yeah. is all, yeah. all four are chromoly. The rear's a 14 bolt. Chromoly's not necessary. Yeah, the rear is just a stock. When you have 87 bolt. horsepower and four tens, it's just you don't need That's it. That's right. Hey, I put a MSD blaster coil on there and some oh. and some rapid fire spark plugs. So it might be 83. Yeah, 93 horsepower now. <laughs> Depending on what fuel we're running. 
It sounds like it's running pretty good. Of course, there's no exhaust on it, so well, it's kind of hard to oh, say. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because like you just swapped the motor in. Just put that motor in yeah, two okay. days ago. So does it, it runs good? It runs great. And the, and the exhaust is light out. out and it's, How's it's, the exhaust? <laughs> I mean, right now, there's none of it. It's literally just open headers. Open headers. Yeah. Or well, open, open manifolds. manifolds. Mm-hmm. So you have the manifolds that were on... The 91. The, the 91. So I, I rerouted the O2 wire harness because for some reason in 94, it was still a single O2 system, but it was mounted after the Y pipe on okay. the passenger side. And now it's in the manifold on the driver's side. So I just extended the harness and ran it over there and got a new O2 sensor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which will make it nice for the exhaust shop. Not having to weld O2 bung right. into it when I do bring it to them. Right. Yep. Less huh, work. That's is interesting. Better. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Okay. They just did you could have just, just put, put a plug in it. I could have. In the manifold. Yeah, but I was like, it, there's already a hole there. So like, why buy an O2 bung and buy a plug instead of just use Using the it? hole that's there? Because now it only reads one bank. It already only, oh, you know what? No, maybe it was, it was either in the collector on the passenger side or just after the Y. It doesn't huh. matter. Yeah, you just look at your exhaust. The 94. If you decide that it needs to have it read off of two banks. You really don't because yeah, because it's not the that other ninety four, <laughs> aka the Chevy, has yeah. only run off of one bank for its entire life, and it's oh, been really? fine because it's got long tubes, uh-huh. and it's just in one of the collectors. I got you. Yeah, it runs fine. Yeah, no, that's yeah. all that matters. In I mean, the computer's not really that smart. In you know, it just, just reading air fuel ratio. That's all it yep. really cares about. It was like, oh yeah, okay, more fuel, less fuel. <laughs> I did uh, delete the EGR because True Duels on TBIs just hate EGR. They don't flow enough to make EGR work. So it all sets a code. So oh. I just deleted it off the engine. I need to have the chip tuned because mm-hmm. it is EFI, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not very expensive under a hundred bucks. You should X pipe on it. I mean, I guess I could, you should do it. Where the hell would I put the X? It's got a transfer right case in the way. Right behind the transfer case. No, the exhaust pretty much ends there. That's fine. No. Yeah. H pipe makes it. So at least it would that, actually that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not at going least balance to it. You I don't should. care. It sounds so good though. It would sound so much better. I want it to be quiet. I, told I don't want to hear do, it. I told him to do an H pipe on his tra- on his trail rig, and he just didn't. He didn't do it on the buggy. Nope. I was like, ah, I should have done it. Does an H pipe really do much? I can see an X pipe because I can balances. see the flow, but like the H, I'm like, how much is really flowing through? It balances that the two. It balances the side, like because it's opened. So like you have pressure at the muffler, that that pressure is able to equalize from side to side okay. with the H. It helps if your exhaust is like a muscle car where the H is like, you know six inches long yeah not two and a half feet that's a good point <laughs> like on my crew cab the exhaust comes back and then the muffler itself is an x-pipe that's interesting mm-hmm. it's a jones full bore and it goes dual in dual out and when <laughs> it goes into the muffler it goes into an x and then goes back out the other side and it's all perforate on the inside it does sound good doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not for, bad for a 350. For, yeah. No cats in a, a small box Chevy. I just can't wait to have some quiet muffler. Snow day has never been quiet because it's always had exhaust leaks since I've had it. It's yeah. about to be quiet. Uh, so I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait to listen to it on the on the trail and not hear. I know. Those manifolds have leaked so bad since I've had it. It just got, it got progressively worse when you like hit them on stuff or whatever happened. That definitely, yeah, it was getting worse. Yeah. So that's going to be very exciting. I can't wait. Reds is putting it on. So Reds is a local muffler shop that does a really good job. Family owned been in business for a long time not the cheapest but they do 
good quality work. Man, that place is such a mess. It's just oh, like yeah. a two two car garage with two lifts in it, and their yep. parking lot is tiny, and there's like a hundred cars in it, mm-hmm. and it's dirty in there. But man, they do good work. They're super nice people. Mm-hmm. Like you just can't beat it. No, you can't. I don't like, know if I'd want to bring my show truck into their parking lot. I'd be afraid of they it. do they do show cars all the time. I'd just be cars. afraid of parking it in their parking lot. Yeah, like literally, I'm like nobody open their doors <laughs> for the love of God. Don't open your doors into my show truck. You gotta <laughs> schedule it. It's like first thing Seriously. in the morning. Or something. Yep. But uh, yeah, other than cool. that, yeah. So that's so that's Mike's. That's Mike. That is who Mike is. And now you know. Mike has known Ian for decades since he was a little baby. Since he right so after he was right after, he, right after he broke his arm. <laughs> it's probably about right. <laughs> yeah, Ian was in high school when I met him. So yeah, it's been a little bit. It's weird. That's when Ian was his boyfriend. That's true. <laughs> creeper old man just hanging out with a young kid that's right god he's buying a mike's heart lemonade just kidding never did that (laughs) (laughs) that can go so many ways anyway (laughs) onward we go with more topics uh i just want to introduce you guys to mike so that you guys knew who he was and so he knew who why he's here and everything else and what riggy has too so that you know uh when we refer to snow day we're referring to his 94 gmc I'll defend the full sizes when it gets too jeepy in here. Good. You should. <laughs> Needs it some days. Um, or too razory. Oh god. He's my backup for when the golf cart gets too it gets too golf cart. People people are buying them though. And people are buying Rick's them. Rick's got him one now. Look, man. Chris has hey, got him one now. It's been I'm proven really time and time again that people are stupid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still here to party. Oh my god. Uh I'm gonna I'll I'm gonna eat my words someday when I buy one. Yeah, oh, I've, eaten plenty, I've eaten plenty of crow because I own one now and I yeah. was always like, fuck those guys. Grazers. Yeah. No, yep. now you own one. Uh, now how lame is that joys. day going to be when we all go wheeling together and razors? You say it's that. probably going to be a lot until of Until we <laughs> blast up a fucking thing in the razor at like mm-hmm. 60 mile an hour. I'm like, well, that was pretty enjoyable. Yes. Anyone break anything today? No. <laughs> Great! I've, been, <laughs> I've never once been it. upset that I didn't break when I went wheeling. <laughs> so I went wheeling this weekend. Let's hear about that. Went back to the Badlands, and uh, so the preview into me going wheeling was Friday, working on you know getting everything ready to go. So bring the trailer home because it needs some work. Hence, and so like that's one of the reasons I haven't gone wheeling on Fridays is because the trailer still needed work. The all four bearing wheel bearings on it were all had play in them so when you jack the wheel up you could like literally like it had like physical play that you could feel like quite a bit it's not good i'd say like close to a quarter inch at the top of the tire like that's a whole lot it was excessive yeah when i I changed the tire last time dad had a dad hit a pothole with the skid steer on it and it um it messed the tire messed the beat up on the tire i was getting to lose a beat out of the edge like the tire it must have broke the belts in the sidewall and so it was like trying to pull the bead out of the rim. Wow. It was interesting. It that's, was. And uh, so we changed the tire when I had it jacked up. That's when I saw the play in there. I was like, well, that's not good. I was like, so how many of the wheels are like that? And dad's like, I don't know. But we were, we were going to get some wheels, like two pallets of semi wheels, which doesn't weigh anything. He's like, it'll be fine for this trip. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And in January, I lost a uh, grease cap off the hub somewhere in my venture up to up north. And so I was like, okay, I need to fix that. I need to get all these hubs serviced and make sure they got grease in them, you know, make sure this is all good. Cause you know, how many pictures have we seen lately on the internet? Oh my gosh. Somebody losing, losing bearing bearings or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went and bought a pack. Uh, I bought four bearing buddies that have the spring loaded greasing setup. So what it is, is it, it hammers, it presses in essentially you hammer it into the hub 
like a cap and it has a little lightweight spring and it has a grease zerk. And so you pump it up until the spring gets depressed and then it holds pressure, grease pressure against that front bearing. That's interesting. Yeah. So every time it gets, you know, like uses so a little grease, it pushes a little more into the hub. Different than an easy lube hub. An easy lube hub is through the actual spindle and has a hole on the back side of the bearing of the inside bearing. So when you push, I think it is, it's either on the back side of the inside bearing or the front side of the inside bearing. But nonetheless, when you pump it full of grease, it fills the entire inside of the hub full of grease and then presses it out both bearings. That would be so, so many that's pumps. An easy loop. So, it is. so it's many like pumps. 25 or 30 pumps. I am surprised it's that few. Yeah. I think that's how many I put. I in feel there. like it'd I did be like a hundred to like fill that thing. Yeah. I did my uncles and, and I yeah pumped it full of grease for sure. Uh, when that, when that, when I ate the bearing up on that train, right. yeah. yep. when I rebuilt it, I did that. Um, so I, um, one second here. So anyway, I went ahead and rebuilt those and I put those on there and, um, all the bearings were good. The grease in them was all perfect. Nice. Rebuilt all four hubs. Sorry. That was a customer texting me, asking me about stuff. And so that's why I had to kind of like stop for a second and get distracted. And, um, Got all those done. And then I was trying to figure the lights out. Like you and I, when we pulled that trailer last time, which was what? The first? When was that? Oh, gosh. Uh, the first was in the 2020? No. Was it really? No, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't that cold out that day. 2020 was when you guys had the light debacle when you tried to go wheeling. And no, it wasn't that day. The trailer was running fine. It was some other wheeling trip that we it didn't was. make it to. Or we did. Well, we made it there. The trail riders run. I took something else. Did I take Matt's truck? I took Matt's dually to the trail riders. That's right. And you pulled my Jeep. Was it in February? Like, like you said, though, it wasn't that it was nice. No, it wasn't February because that day that day sucked. It was literally the, the trailer or the, the first hangover run or I don't know what we were calling it. Nonetheless. Yeah. Mike pulled the trailer one day and we were like fighting the the electrical in this thing, trying to get the lights to work because it was stupid. Like the ground wasn't grounding. And so like the trailer was like grounding on the ball, which wasn't great. Yeah, Intermittent lighting, which must have been on. I was going to say must have been on your end, but no, because the ground through the four pin, it was the wiring was a mess. We made a ground and that fixed that part. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) We just ran around like over the tongue to the, (laughs) to the the trailer. Oh my God. So terrible. Anyway, uh, had intermittent lighting issues. The, the, lights housings on the back of it have been hit on who God knows how many things. And there's like almost nothing left of the, of the housings of the lights themselves. And so, um, after I get done doing the bearing hub, the hubs, I put a brand new harness on the front of the trailer, seven pin harness with the box, the junction box that has all the wires in it and everything else. And I start trying to get the lights to work on it, make sure everything's working, working good. And in the process of doing that, I just look at the lights on the back end. I'm just like, I'm over this. So I ended up putting, we already had a set of lights for it. that were like bolt in basically put a brand new set of lights on the back end of it. LEDs. Huh, LEDs. Yep. LED bolt, you know, just a, your standard trailer light LEDs. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, once I did that, I was like, okay, everything's been done. Oh, and I rewired the trailer brake wires while I was at it. Cause I had, I, I already bought everything to do this. I just hadn't done it yet. I bought it like three years ago, probably. And, uh, so I ended up rewiring the entire trailer and then putting, adding on markers. So it has six marker lights now 
and it has brand new LED tails and a brand new harness. And like I checked all the lights while the trailer wasn't even hooked to the truck. So like the ground's good. Like everything is just minty now on it. So yeah, hubs are fixed. Lights are good. Like trailers. It's all you need. It's, it's everything. Not, it's not mint. It needs, it needs a couple of boards in the floor, but none of the boards that I'm using. So it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I ain't using them, <laughs> so I don't, I don't need them. I don't use those center boards. So yeah, I don't nah, need them. you don't need them. No, I don't need those. It does need some more uh, attachment points for my straps. I will say that. I need a couple more attachment points, and I'll probably weld on some D rings. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll probably weld on some D rings at some point, like somewhere on the trailer. But that'll all come when I get my uh, weld on points to my axles. So once I get those things welded to the axles. And then I know where those are going to be. And I know where my straps are going to be all the time Then I'm going to make D ring. I'm going to weld D rings to the trailer itself. And then after that's done, I'm going to take my straps and I'm going to cut all the straps to length and I'm going to, um, burn the engine, the ends of the straps and them. Mm-hmm. So that they're that be nice? fray, fray resistant. Yeah. Straps are exactly the length. You Welcome need. to the trailering life. Right. Yeah. Like I just want <laughs> to join in the club. How nice would it be just to put the fucker on a trailer? And just go to the park. Yeah, I do that. Uh, yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. See, you guys are there. I'm like, yep, I do. I'm yeah. getting there. So slowly. I have my points on the axle. I have my straps that this are all is, the appropriate length. Yeah. I have everything uh, all in a box. Nice. You just pull it onto the same spot every time. Yep. yep. You just know where to set it and go. Yeah. Uh, Line the rear tire up with the, the light only, box and send it. The only way you can get better with that, better than that, is literally just you you back into the trailer. It's already all loaded all the time. <laughs> <laughs> never take it off the you trailer. Never take off the trailer. <laughs> never know. It's always loaded. You just, just back under it. Okay, okay, we're going. Can't beat it. It was nice that I spent all my time working on the trailer and the Jeep was like, yep, it's good enough. Like, I drove it the other day. It's fine. Ish. You know, you say the straps that are the right length. I'm not sure how much I like that because then if for some reason you need that strap or anything else, sorry for you. No, no. That strap is only for the Jeep. I know, but like say you move your truck have, a little bit or just uh, anything well, changes at all. Like, they're yeah. not that tight. You just don't have 27 feet of strap. I definitely have that. Well, yeah. you 20 have, extra feet yeah. just like hanging out. Now, what do you need that for? Nothing. There you I go. Know, for moving things when no. you throw it over That's the thing. But I have but like four how nice, du- the, the, the nice yeah. clips where they lock on the end. Oh, those are nice. The nice straps. That strap. And I only use those for securing vehicles. The end. Yeah, because that's the only thing And I keep them in a box with my axle straps. And they probably. And only, that's all they get used for. And they probably only came in a 10 foot length. Yeah, I yeah. think they're eight, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't even think they're 10. Short. They might and be I may, six. I don't and know. And I may go that route. I may end up buying a set of like dedicated straps. It's not a bad idea. Right. And so I uh, got the trailer all wired up. And then finally at midnight, I put the Jeep on the trailer. And this is why I was actually asking Ian earlier about trailer stuff. And I was going to ask, you know, kind of discuss this with you guys. The trailer springs on this thing sit so low that with nothing on the trailer, my U-bolt sits one inch from the frame rail. Okay. When you load the Jeep on the trailer, it sits about an eighth of an inch from the frame. So rail. you need some beefier springs. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is that they built the trailer that low. I don't know what you think I your mean. trailer needs a lift kit. Yeah, I lifted my trailer. He did. It's true. But also you did a mid. <laughs> How I don't much you called this? What fenders, did you do? But Just a oh, spring yeah. over. You did a spring over. Hmm? You didn't raise your. Your brackets at all? No. No, you just did a spring over. I literally did. I mean, you gain the width of the axle tube, which is like two and a half inches, two and three quarter inches, whatever yeah. the thickness is there. Plus, you gain about an inch from the bottom of the or the top of the the 
purge. Axle tube the, to the bottom of the purge or top yeah, of the yeah. purge, I guess it would be. So you, you get, get about three two and a half, three inches. Yeah. yeah. I don't really need it that much, but I was telling dad how I, I think to, I would like to do it. Well, you you probably fit between the fenders on your trailer. Barely. Okay. So we'll see it'd be what, nice if they were drive over. What I did was I lifted the whole trailer right. and then dropped the fenders. Right. So that I would have drive less over. to drive over mm-hmm. and then just beef the fuck out of them with Corrin's plate. Right. And it Which is a nice way to do it. I have full well. fenders for it, like replacement fenders that are the teardrop. Mm-hmm. Like they have the in between the tire teardrop. That's the ones I had. Yeah. They're, They're nice pretty looking. easily when you drive over them. They probably would. I'm planning, on putting a, I'm planning on putting a plate either inside the fender or out or on the in between the trailer or in between the fenders. So what I did like is put like a three sixteenths plate yeah. there. So it's super sturdy. I would oh, yeah. just drive over that. The mm-hmm. like fender, it's not the same style you have, but it's just like a U. Yeah, yeah. And then so the back you would have to normally cut like a piece of sheet metal or something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that. I That's what's on it now. Plated that whole uh-huh. fender with quarter inch plate. Yeah. And That's fully fucking welded. Oh yeah. It's fucked beef. My plan was with these teardrop fenders is to plate the that wall that you're talking about. With like three sixteenths, so that's sturdy. And then I also want to run a piece of like inch and a half handrail, the the H E R W or whatever H E whatever's cold rolled. Yeah, the cold yep. rolled. I want to take a piece of that eighth inch wall or whatever, cut the tube, and I want to run it off of like the frame of the trailer yep. inside the fender between the tires, and like run it out to the outer edge, so that when you step on the fender, it doesn't flex. That's exactly how the PJ is set up that I have. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. They're drivers, but it also has that kicker. You're talking about that brace. I was just thinking in my head. Like Between running, the tires. I was sort of running through my head, like how I would attach that to the fender. And I think what I would do is actually run a piece of tube, like make a T, essentially like a, a long T. So like there's a piece of tube attached to anyway, run it inside the whole fender across the inside of the top of the fender. It'd be perfect. I'll explain that in a picture later. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not having a little trouble with your tea, but you're, you're having so trouble now, hearing the people on the other side of the yeah. microphone. The two that are listening to this are like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck are you saying? So now that we know how your trailer fenders are going to be redesigned, right. how was your wheeling trailer? Sorry. Got a little into that because I'm excited about the trailer getting better. Having shit that works having, is nice. Having lighting in a plug-in where you look at the plug-in, you're like, oh, look, no extra wires. You just plug it in and go. <laughs> Can't beat it. That would be nice. Um, so... That the reason I told you the problem of the trailer deal is that I hooked it all up with the load, the springs being weird like that. It was sitting at a super rake. So instead of being able to leave out first thing in the morning, I had to wait till eight o'clock in the morning to go to farm and fleet farm store and get a new drop hitch because the four inch drop hitch I had wasn't enough. I ended up doing an eight inch drop hitch to get the trailer to level out. Your truck is huge, apparently. It's not, though. Apparently, your truck's an F-350. I I was hooked to an (laughs) F-350. With a four-inch drop hitch. With, I think it was like two or four-inch drop hitch. That's silly. I don't understand. I don't, my brain melts. I need to look at pictures. Um, And because I have pictures of it hooked to that that truck. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is so not right. I tried to level it out by just pulling the the Jeep forward. I had it sitting about 18 inches from the front header. Just wouldn't do it. Huh? Wouldn't squat. Enough wouldn't to, squat enough. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't squat enough to get the thing. I'm like, what the fuck? So anyway, I end up standing to like 1:30 in the morning, like trying to run running my head, like running these scenarios through my head. Like, why is it now different? Nothing changed. Nothing about the suspension. Nothing, nothing about the tongue change. Nothing about anything changed in this whole scenario. The Jeep is the same weight or lighter, and the hitch that I already had in the truck was set up for that trailer. Your Jeep got lighter. 
No, you got heavy. Or your spring settled. <laughs> huh? Or spring, your spring settled. They have not trailer. settled yeah. more. That's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't settle uh, more. They settled in they a decade seemed, ago. Like, so, they seem like there would nobody would build on what did you say an inch that's that's ridiculous i would think the same thing and then i got online and started reading through the trailer forums and apparently that's very common hmm. yep just put some new leaf springs them, on they it. build them low like that so that when you have a car that you're trying to get on that's low yeah. you don't have the approach angle um or like the break over there at the trailer and the ramps so yep. um yeah i was trying to figure that out i went through pictures from like a decade ago and I'm looking at like the tire gap for to the fender. It looked the same. But you also have more lift in the back and bigger tires now, correct? On on the crew cab. Not since last time I've pulled it. Oh. I don't think. Hmm. I was well, thinking maybe you had some, but I think that's why changed. I had a four inch drop hitch because I've had a two inch before that. Anyway, nonetheless, finally got a eight inch drop hitch for it. Finally got everything hooked up. Everything set. Got all my stuff together. Went and got fuel and low key, and finally made it to the park at noon. As you do. Because that's my thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, park opens at eight. See you at noon or nine. Because they open eight at nine their time. Um, so anyway, finally got over there. That place was jamming. Yeah. But it wasn't really jamming with Jeeps and rigs. It was all four wheelers, dirt bikes and side by sides. That's the majority like, these days. Like there was a there was a lot of rigs there, like a lot of Jeeps because it was the women women wheelers day. There was a, like a handful of groups like there were like several groups of several jeeps. ladies in jeeps yeah that's cool which was cool yeah it was yeah. cool to see that like you'd pass a group and it was all girls driving that's so cool i know i was like that's awesome there was one group there that was all um uh what are they called the tracker they were all trackers or i think i saw a bad lines might have had a post about that oh, or something really? yeah i remember seeing the like two trackers parked side by side with women in front of them and there I was were like, like awesome. there were like seven or ten of them no shit yeah and, and they're like a club or something it was like a club i don't know it was a group but they were all <laughs> together like cruising through the park i was like that's cool were they like stock ish trackers or yeah. they salt access they were salt access they were like stock ish trackers that were like built out for wheeling that's amazing. It was wonderful. I want one. Just, I know. Who's <laughs> weld the rear? Unlike uh, some people on their liberties. Shut your mouth. to uh, weld the rear and just go wheeling. <laughs> but anyway, so, sorry. That was, it was distract. cool because I was like looking. I was looking. I was like, oh my God, you have so little money in that. Like, and you effectively have like a side by side. We just want to go four wheeling and spend $500. The end. Done. <laughs> yeah. It's like buying a liberty and call it a day. Done. Um, so that was cool to see that there were lot, like I said, there were several groups of ladies in JKs and JLs. There were so many blue bougie blue JLs there. Oh, it's wonderful. I'll bet. Every time I turn around, I'm like, Oh, Hey there. Oh, hey girl. <laughs> um, got into the park and met Matt and McKenzie there. And then, uh, which was Matt is the Cummins crawler. You guys have heard about him in some of the older podcasts. He was there with his girlfriend. She was in their, um, yellow J, um, LJ, LJ. Thank you. I was going to say JL. I'm like, that's not right. Um, <sighs> that's depressing. What's that? I want to see the old coming scrawler back out. Oh, man. He was out there at the park. And what was it? He was looking at Eric Gentry's um, JK. He's like, I need to get my, my truck back together. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Fucking threw, what, five grand at it last year? And now it's just, just sitting in the sitting. driveway? Yeah. Ugh. So what do you have, Josh? Rework all the suspension? And, yep. and so why is it not back together? It's got coilovers, brand new Radflow coilovers front and rear. It's got a brand new transmission, like skid plate, like full built underbelly. 
It has all new front four link. I think the rear four link's been reworked. Oh my god, it's gonna be wonderful. Is it gonna be lower? I don't or is it remember. still gonna be big dumb mud truck style? I don't remember how much he lowered it I don't or lifted it. It was ever really big dumb mud truck style oh, with the 40, tires. It it's had, on forty yeah. seven, something like doesn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But even at big dumb mud truck, it would go anywhere. Oh yeah, there was no obstacle. It, it wasn't like oh, flexies. it's too big dumb mud truck for that. No, it would just go up. <laughs> yeah, it would just go. Um. So yeah, it would definitely. And it, it's stable because it's so wide mm-hmm. at 102 inches wide. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. The only problem with that thing is just getting it through places. Mm-hmm. Usually you just turn into bulldozer. Um, That's no shit. Yeah. So what's it waiting on? Like, why isn't it done? Uh, it really doesn't need that much. He needs to order coils or needs to order springs because he didn't order them yet for his, for the shocks. Gotcha. He needs to get his springs dialed in. He needs to put his fuel tank back in. He needs to rework his hood stack because where Josh had to run the shock hoops, um, that has to be the hood stack was in the way. So he has to rerun that a different route. To he should just out. put exhaust on the damn thing. So it's not so it's fucking loud. Dis- it's been discussed, but I don't know if he wants to do it or not. Yeah, whatever. He hasn't made his mind up on that yet either. And then he has to do his full wiring and plumbing for his rear steer, his auto centering rear steer. So there's a few big projects, but like nothing over the top. Like it just needs to be done. Yep. So I met up with him. And then we went and headed out to uh, down through the park and Kyle Mang was there and I talked to him. He's like, I don't know where we're at. He's like, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to head like towards the quarry to see what's going on out there. Cause I'm thinking huge event day. The campgrounds are just maxed out. Like there's no room left in the campgrounds. And uh, I was like, there's got to be some cool stuff going on. So I go down to the quarry and the first person I ran it run into is uh, Tony. I think it's Gambin uh, who is a guy on Instagram that I've talked to several times about his Jeep because he was doing a similar like 44 and a nine inch. Like I've got mine. So I ran into him. That was pretty cool. Cause I've never met him. He's up from Michigan. He's a, he lives up close to uh, Rick, like their buddy, like him and Rick are buddies from Crawl cool. off road. Yeah. And so I ran into him. He saw my Jeep and hollered at me. And so I went over and talked to him for a little bit. So that was pretty cool to meet him finally. And then uh, I headed out through the quarry. And as I'm heading across the quarry, I see a big old giant. No, I say big old giant, but I see a black mall crawler of a JK and it's Eric Gentry and he's building this thing for like been building it for like two years. It's a shakedown run. I'm like, yeah, like cool. Finally, I get to see this thing in person. It's got King coilovers on all four corners, ton swapped 41 and a half inch, uh, Pitbull rockers. Like it's got, it's, it's, it's pretty well built. It's built to do some wheeling. Aluminum links front and rear. Oh, it's gorgeous. Damn. Oh yeah. Like five thirty-eight gears. And, uh, we go out there in that back wall where you, the back wall where you were struggling with that one day. Um, you but made it up. Huh? You made it up. Yeah, you, but you made it up. I'm saying, don't say I was struggling with that. Saying no, I made it up. You were struggling with it because it was a pretty hard. <laughs> you, the hard, the line that you chose was kind of a hard line. Well, he did about. So one of Tony's buddies that was there in a red XJ, pretty stock, was sitting there trying to get up it. And I told him, I was like, dude, I'm on a 40s. And that's one of those like obstacles that you have to like hit it and commit to yeah. get up it because you're not going up it if you don't like fully commit. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. So he gives her the old full commit and cleans the uh, bolts off the yoke in the rear. So clean or fresh. Oh, yeah. Just clean, cleaned three of the bolts off. Just sheared them off. bolts. They're not. you. Yeah. It needs straps. It needs not the fucking flat straps. Yeah. The saddles. They just break every time because like eight millimeter bolts. They're just Mm. tiny. They're not designed for the side load like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they had axle wrap as well because he took one leaf out of the leaf pack and had lift shackles on it. You know what I mean? It's like it had. Yeah. It got it got some wrap going on and just 
Clink. It doesn't take much. And so he broke those off. And then Eric's like, all right, my turn. So we got him squared away and got him out of the way and stuff. And uh, and then Eric comes over there with his fully built, everything else, gets up on it. He goes and gives her a little bump. And she kind of like, you know, just a little shimmy shake because it's 41 and a half. So it's got some tire flex. Oh, yeah. He gives her a little shimmy shake, falls that back down. There's a, it's a rut down at the bottom. It's kind of cur- carved out the shape of a tire because nobody can get up that first little ledge. It's a double bump. And like both your yep. tires are ty- trying to climb like both bumps at the same time. That's what makes right. it so tricky. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so he gives it, goes to give it another little bump. And like he no more and gives that thing just a little bit of throttle and boom, detonates the rear drive shaft. Oh, my God. Yeah. Broke it at the double carden joint. So like where the double carden welds to the drive shaft up, up by the transfer case, it broke right like just like in the ears of that. What engines do these guys have in their rigs? 3.7 or 3.8, whatever the minivan motor is. It might be a three six. I forget what year his Maybe is. Just matter. hearing all this makes me think I don't want lower gears and I don't want more power <laughs> because I went up that and I was spinning tires all day trying to get up that thing. And I'm bringing it. No, this was just some fluke. That's crazy. Like, that had to be a fluke. You don't break double carton pieces like that. Like Maybe it was joint, already on its way out. Like you joint. Okay. But like this part, like you don't break that part. I think it was just a, a casting problem. Maybe. Um. But anyway, he, he detonated that and I was like, well, how's the U joint look? He's like, Perfect. Like all the caps are there. Nothing's moved. Like everything's still there. It just broke this piece. It's weird. Like when we're sitting there looking at kind of scratching your head. So yeah, he broke on that. And then they're like, okay, your turn. I'm like, y'all got me psyched out now. I'm not trying to break a drive <laughs> shaft. <laughs> my you need an excuse anyway, though. My new, my new, no, that one's going in the front. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but my new one's not in the mail yet. And I'm not trying to break a drive shaft when I just got here. Because I'd only been there at that point for maybe an hour. And so I went and played on it a little bit. Somebody had broke prior to us being there and they either broke the trans. No, they must've broke something in the rear axle. They must've either broke a rear axle shaft or they, they did something that required them to lose diff fluid because that trough that is there that's carved out was full of water and 80, 90 weight. Oh God. Talk about slick slippery. Yeah. I was trying to get up, but I got my tires in it. And I, yeah, I kept trying. I'm like, might as well spray some WD 40 on your tires before you try to go up an obstacle. It's worse than that. Probably bad. And like, yeah. And then everything smelled like 80, 90 weight. And then you're Mm. like slinging it everywhere. Ugh, gross. It was gross. Yep. And so I backed after like four or five attempts. I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done beating on it. And then I see a video that Tony took and posted on Instagram. And I look like such a puss because like, it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just I'm looks like, like you didn't even try yeah and like that yeah. feels so much different in person like when you're in it it feels completely different like you're actually beating on something and like you see a video you're like oh like yeah. had he showed me that video while i was sitting there on the wall i been like oh okay if you could just have a drone flying next to you and you'd have the screen and like see it like see what it truck. actually looks like you're like oh no this is fine oh yeah it's fine yeah but when you're sitting in it um, it's not good. So I got done with that obstacle and uh, I got to run around a little bit. So Eric broke his. So he was kind of trying to figure out how he was going to what he was going to do the rest of the day. And so we split off, went and did some wheeling, uh, met up with some, a few more people and stuff. Um, just kind of hung out. We went and got some lunch. They had uh, all kinds of vendors set up there and they had like food trucks. Oh, nice. So like, they had a barbecue joint. They had a wood fire pizza joint, a, toy, uh, a donut place, and then a guy making like popcorn and... Uh, like lemonade shakeups, uh, Robbie's that local restaurant there. Yeah, they had a full tent set up. That's cool. Doing, doing their food, and then they had the normal concessions set up for the Badlands. 
So that was pretty awesome. And then they had a few, like I said, vendors and stuff like that, like t-shirt. Uh, one one was uh, a lot of like women uh, run businesses uh, that were set up there. So pretty cool. Solid. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see all that. They had uh, some cool rigs parked there. Um, they did so much work to that park, like prior to that event. Like, like it they changed different? so much stuff. Oh, yes. They changed. They put rock in the entrance to the um, in the entrance to the campgrounds. They put rock like they filled all that with brand new rock. Oh, nice. And like there was a sign in the middle that said like entrance this way. And it was like really confusing. That sign's gone now. So it's just the entrance is just huge going into the campgrounds. And then up by the bathrooms, they put in white rock like the entire like that used to be like a dirty like a dirt oh, yeah. parking area mm-hmm. it's like they probably put in like four or five hundred tons of white rock there so it's all around nice around and... the bathrooms and all the way up to like where it like uh funnels back to the road oh wow like it's huge yeah did all white rock there um where the concessions are at they did wood chips like that entire area is nothing but wood chips and they put in probably maybe 10 or eight or ten uh, picnic tables in there. Like they did, they did a lot of like, but, but did they repave the main road? Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's the bumpiest yeah. shittiest road ever. That's it's like, right. they Matt, do everything in that park and they're like, except this road, we will never yeah. asphalt. It's like, come on, just do this yeah. one thing. Please. <laughs> yes. That's what I was having a discussion with Matt when I, when we were walking to get food, I was like, they do all this. We can buy 800 tons of rock, but we can't just fix this road. It could like, even be uh, white rock too. It'd be fine. Yeah, or just do something. I told him I was like, just mill the some bitch, <laughs> just come in and mill it flat and smooth, and then just put gravel back over it or whatever. Anything like, you own an old gravel pit, it shouldn't be that hard to get some dump trucks down there and pull some rock out. No kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, we had that discussion, but yeah, they did all that stuff. Um, I didn't even go in the building. Oh yeah, you don't have to because you got that bronze pass. Well, no, we got checked in where I parked at yeah, behind the usually, campgrounds. Yeah, they, they, they had, they had the road. three. They had three or four ladies out there checking you in, signing you in, like full paid. You're ready to go. You don't have to go to the building. You like literally park your stuff, take it off there, and like turn, and it takes you back to where the old entrance to the quarry was. That makes sense. Yeah. So like it was just easy peasy. You know, once you got in, you're in. When they do big events like that, they usually have yeah. check in like, and you're, you don't even have to get out of your car, your rig, yeah. whatever. This That's time, nice. this time you didn't even drive up the office. Right past the oh, campgrounds, really? I turned and went down the back road. Yep. Oh, that's different. Because so because the top parking lot where we would normally park, that's where all the food and vendors were. So oh, no parking it. there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they got plenty of space. So they can just do whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. They had plenty of room for that. Um, we probably filled, almost filled that field though. Full of vehicles. I'll bet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we did that, hung around, got some food, uh, after getting some food, went back out, ended up meeting up with Kyle Mang, um, ran around him. Eric was out in his side by side and then went back and got the Jeep and drove around in front wheel drive and then run into Holly just for a short minute, ran into her. She was down in the quarry and then, um, get a picture with her. I didn't No, She was, she was like. Was just she getting, surrounded? No, well, she probably was. <laughs> Full paparazzi, like. Well, I'm just saying, I would be. Yeah, she yeah. was like, she was like half surrounded when, when when I got there, but she was like getting done talking to people and hopping back in her jeep to go wheeling. I'm like, I'm not gonna drag her back out of her jeep yeah. to, to fucking chit chat. You'd have made the highlight reel if you dragging her We're physically be back out of the, jeep. the 14th and 15th. She'll be there. Oh, she will be. Yeah, oh, that's cool. She's coming back on the 14th and 15th. Is there an event that day, or is it nope. just oh. the? It's just the Great American Crawl. 
Oh, and that's just a stop on it? Or If Eric gets his shit box mall crawler back together, he will be there as well. I see. If, if he calls Chris and gets a new drive shaft made. That's a that's real, that's real thing. That's some that's podcast real, real shit right there. Soon. Is what that is. No, it's not. Yeah, do you no. order your drive shaft? I, it's not ordered. Now right. that's a pot kettle calling. I don't have the dollars yet. It's like ten, ten days so away. It's all we talked. Noise. So that's pretty much how the event went. I hung out with Kyle Mang, watched him get stuck on some rocks. His buddy Pat was there, got to meet him, and then I took them on a long loop around the backside of the quarry, out through the ravine. We ran the the we ran the creek from one end to the other. Nice, and then jumped out of the creek, went up through the dunes on the very back dunes over there. Um, Did you get any air? And then no, you don't jump the Loki. Come on, that's not a jumper. Try it. It's not a jumper. (laughs) I know. Trust me. (laughs) I'll tell you more about that in a moment. Oh boy. Um, So. that was the end of the day. We wrapped it up, loaded it back on the trailer, drove, drug it back home. Flawless, almost flawless. The truck didn't exactly like pulling into the wind. It had a headwind of like 15 to 20 mile an hour. So it didn't exactly love that. Although I will say mine doesn't shift in a second like yours does. It'll downshift into third, but it will not downshift into second. Maybe it is a yours gets rowdy. thing or like, what is that? I don't or is know. it just because <laughs> you would explode a TV? <laughs> your Vortec 350 would explode if your you did that. Your Vortec, <laughs> Vortec goes like 5,500 RPMs. Like, nope. Whereas um, the, the LS uh, is like 6,000, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is where I belong. It's all good, bro. Oh, you know, now home. that I got that hypertech power program. Oh, did you put it on? Yeah. Oh, nice. The, do anything? Powers. I, I don't notice any difference in power um, <laughs> at all. Um, it does shift a tiny bit firmer with the, the shift tune okay. and I disabled the V4 mode. Oh, that's nice. But hopefully that extra seven horsepower oh, will uh, let my truck not shift down into second. That's we'll all I see. need, right? An extra we'll seven yeah. horsepower. That's all you need. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the truck towed back. Okay. It, it was kind of wiggly. So I'm going to work on some stuff. We'll talk about them, that in future podcasts, depending on what my results are. And then, um, I did, so last week's episode, we talked about uh, drive shaft for Loki and that Chris needed to get me a uh, quote. And so he, of course, Tuesday morning calls me and he's like, so you want me to get you a quote, but you won't give me the measurements. I can, I can hear him <laughs> saying that. I can hear him like, saying Yeah. And so I got him. I was we we're sitting right there. And I was like, I'll just grab my tape measure now and go get them. So I went That's awesome. Grab the tape measure, went out there. Um, we were talking about some other stuff, too, that I was wanting to get. And so I went out there and measured everything up and he got me a quote promptly. So what I need for that setup, because I'm going from a 1310 to a 1350 is I need a yoke on the back of the transfer case. I need the thir- the whole drive shaft, 1350 drive shaft, 42 inches in length. And then I need a yoke for the nine inch as well. So he got in contact with Adams. I don't know. They deal with Adams a lot. So he said, that's who he's going to go through. As it was fine with me because they've supposedly got a good rep, you know, good reputation and got me a quote. So $700 inies and I can have all of those pieces, parts coming to my door. That's everything. Not just the shaft. It's everything. Oh, well, that's nice. I was like, seven dollars yeah. just for a drive shaft. Jesus. But I was thinking when he said <laughs> a quote, that's why, <laughs> that I, would be that's why I sent him back to, that's why I sent him back to, I was like, is that just the shaft? Because like the yokes are $200 a piece. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. No idea. I They're had no cheap. idea. They're not cheap. And so uh, he's like, no, that's everything like ready to go. I'm like baller. So that's a new double card and setup too. Yep. then. Yeah. Yep. So that's everything I need to get to 1310 or 1350s. Does it show up soon as I have an extra $700 to let go of uh, okay. soonish. And maybe just maybe 
If the stars align, yes, the Jeep won't vibrate next time you drive oh, on the interstate. Oh, that'd be wonderful. I don't see it happening. But <laughs> even though I think it's a rear drive shaft, all new rear drive shaft still vibrates. <laughs> Seven hundred dollars later, <laughs> then we'll then we will cut the purchase off the axle. We'll put the uh, the new purchase on the axle, and we'll go from there. Go rotatey. Yeah, we'll rotate it up a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the goal there. So uh, that was something we talked about in last week's podcast. So Chris did get me a quote on the drive shaft. If you guys need any parts for your rigs, make sure you check out Chris at Complete Off Road. And we're going to talk about them in last call as well. Uh, 563-583-5363. Make sure you call Chris if you need something. He wants to talk to you. Um, review stickers are still available, right? You yep. still got some more? Yep. Have we gotten any new reviews? Not that I've seen. You know, I didn't see any three or four star review stickers. What's up with that, guys? Well, we're not giving out free review like, stickers for shitty why reviews. Would I, why would I? Hold on. No, that's fine. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, you, I'm not. If I'm you not, give me a one star review, I'm you still give me a review. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll still yeah. send you a sticker. It's, it's just strange. You're just going to have five stars on. You're just going to get a Sharpie. You get a Sharpie and mark her out if you don't. You know, if you think it's a one star podcast, you just got to mark her out the stars. That's funny. I didn't even think but about not, that. They're but blocks, I'm so. not going to advertise my podcast as a one-star podcast. Yep. Okay. Especially for free. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry. I, I just love the five-star stickers and I have to give you shit five about star, them. Five-star. Five-star. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we have some more of those stickers. All you got to do is go leave us a five. Go leave us. Not a five-star. You go leave us a review about the podcast and then shoot us a message and let us know that you left a review. Take a screenshot and uh, and we will... I'll get Ian on shipping you out a sticker. It may take a while. He's like, we will. He's like, wait, no. No, Make Ian do it. So one to two months. Those are pretty easy to do. You just put us fucking put them in an envelope. Yeah, put them in an envelope, ship them out. They're not terrible. Um, But we got to give you a discount code for the website so you can go get one. And then everything's in there. Yep. And um, yeah. So I just wanted to tell you guys that those are still available. There are still some left. So make sure that you get your Total Offer Podcast five-star review sticker. Because it's special. Right? It'll make your rig special if you put um, it on your rig. It will, yeah. I'm looking right now to see if there is any new reviews. Hey, Where do people review you guys? Like on Google? You can, review on, us on, you can review us on iTunes. And you can review us on some apps. Apple Podcasts. I think Spotify might have reviews okay. now. I'm not sure. I didn't know. So you can leave a review if you've got Podcast Addict. Mm-hmm. So like they I heard of that one. Yep, that's the one your wife uses. That's right. Um, if you have that, you can get reviews on there. Um, and you can also leave reviews on Apple. So that is one of those things. Gotcha. Whatever yeah. platform It's, it's not you want. super easy. It's not as easy as it should be, being that podcasters mainstream as they are, but it's still... Um, you still can do it. It's possible and appreciated. It is possible. Even if you have an Android, it is possible to leave a review and it's very appreciated. What else do I have on my list here of things we need to talk about? So we talked to full size Mike about snow day and what you got there. Oh uh, yeah. Winches. We, I mean, we had mentioned we winches, maybe yet. touching on winches today. Yeah. Seemed like the, the main was definitely about me going wheeling. Cause I just draw stories. That's what I do. Um, I want to make sure there's some things that I was like, want to get to. Oh my God. Hey, wait, you never told us about how you jumped the XJ. I didn't jump the XJ. And that's another thing on here is bushings for Loki. So <laughs> I walked out to Loki yesterday. I had, I parked it in the back in the side yard and it's kind of turned at an angle and I left the wheels kind of turned like it, I backed it in and then I just like got out and just like, I had shit to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I went out there and I was kind of looking, I was like, 
my own tires leaning like it's leaning in a way that like it's it's turned and like has like mad camber so i'm like oh well it's just a caster you know yeah and i'm like but that seems like a lot more caster than what i'm like used to seeing on that thing and uh so i kind of looked at it, i was like ah, eh, whatever you know probably just the 40 is in there aired down it just kind of looks funny and then i went out there today and i was looking at it again i was like well that sure does look like a lot of caster which is both sides too like the passenger side was leaning like negative camber and the driver's side had positive camber oh that's weird well, cause like, and it was, but it was turned, the wheels are oh, turned, yeah. you know, so that's what causes oh, yeah. that new caster. I get you. But I'm like, that seems excessive. I start looking at it a little bit closer. I'm like, well, that pinion angle looks like it's in the dirt. I start looking a little bit like, is there something broken? No, nothing broken. Can I get anything to start really, really digging in, looking closer? Yeah. The top axle bushings are washed out. There's like hardly anything left. Yeah, it's hardly anything left. That's gotcha. why that has all that wrap. Oh yeah. Those oh, bushings that's bad. trashed. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably get on that. I did. Oh, did you already fix it? Yeah. Wow, that was well, fast. I fix it, but I uh, I called the guy to fix it. I just I called on the phone, called Chris again. He's like, wow, two times in one day. No kidding. Because <laughs> I called him earlier in the day to talk to about something. I don't remember what it was now. It was, oh, about getting a getting a quote, a ballpark quote that was a little more dialed in than what we had re- uh, earlier talked about. And so, uh, yeah, and then I called him back. I was like, hey, uh, remember those Synergy bushings, the dual drometers we bought last year? He's like, yeah. I was like, I need to set for the top now. So we put them on the lowers and they're super nice. Oh, nice. Tight, just great feel. So he's going to, he was looking in to see if they had some, found two of them in Denver. He's like, I'm going to call them and make sure they can put hands on those before we order, order them and them not have them. So he's supposed to be getting on that. And so he's going to order new bushings for the top. He already sent me those new Johnny's for the top. So once those bushings come in, I'm going to rebuild those upper links with Johnny's and that'll hold me through until I buy a three link. Should be good. Yeah, should be good. Should be good. Be nice and tight. A little bit I less hope. axle wrap should help. Uh, it'd be so nice if there's any <laughs> wrap on the front axle. It'll be so nice. You won't even want to do the three link. You'll be like, what do I need this for? I'll get it eventually. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I need new bushings. So, you were saying like, yeah, did you do any jumps? Like, that's a good thing I didn't. Yeah, definitely, you might have lost No bushings there. left. I was like, I was kind of racing back to the, that road is pretty smooth back to the main road, mm-hmm. like back to the parking lots. So we were running along pretty good, like 20, 25 mile an hour down that. And I was like, yeah, like, try not to hit too many whoops in it. Bouncing along. Yeah. Bouncing along front axle, just doing her flopping. <laughs> <laughs> Wobbly. Wobbly. Uh, I found something really cool last week. I don't even want to tell you guys about it because it's so cool. You want to save it same, all for yourself? Yeah. Because of what I'm going to do with it is going to be so cool. So just don't tell them what you're going to do with it. <sighs> okay. I'm just kidding. That sounds good. Yeah. I what was looking for a thing. I was like, hmm, surely in 2021, we have to make this. This thing must exist. What I need is a relay that I can trigger that I can trigger remotely. Mm-hmm. I need a remote relay. I'm like, where What do you need that for? First? When you say remote, do you mean like Full? wireless? Uh huh. I need a wireless relay. Okay, why? Like from a key fob type of from my phone. What? I need a Bluetooth relay. And I'm like, surely in 2021, this has to be a thing. And guess what? Well, it is. I was right. But like, why? Well, I can't tell you because then I'm letting the secret out. Oh. Should I tell you anyway? You should tell us, but not the listeners. They don't need to know. They don't need to know. No, they, sh- they don't like, they don't maybe, even want to know. Maybe I should share it with. No, no, nah, they're, they're probably like, that, this, this is boring. I don't want to listen so, to anymore. Trigger one makes a Bluetooth relay. It's not cheap, but it is solid state. So within 30 feet of your 
whatever. I have no idea. Yeah, probably 30 That's feet. That's the thing is you got to be close. So I don't know what the distance. Well, is. I mean, think about that. Bluetooth. I mean, how long is, if it's a clear path, maybe 40 feet, 50 yeah, feet, which is fine for what I'm going to use it for. Still. Okay. Um, I don't know if it has a distance. Surely it does. Right. I mean, it's just like anything. Bluetooth, right? Amp. Yeah. Like anything. It depends Bluetooth. on how good the signal is on your phone and how good the receiver is on the relay. Right. So anyhow, it's, it's an indefinite distance. It's it's run through the uh, it's it's like a phone call. Okay, sure. <laughs> you can do it from China. Yeah, you can do it from China. Trigger That'd one racing. You said no, just trigger one. Oh, just trigger one. Okay. Trigger one. Yep. Um, they make a Bluetooth relay, and you can in with their app, you can control up to six different relays. So you have six different relays on your vehicle, and you control each one of them. So they're mostly made up made for lights. Yeah. So you can like turn your lights on from a distance or whatever. Sure. Um, and it has like a dimming feature in the app. You can actually dim the lights. So, uh, through the, cause it's a solid state relay. So it's gone through, you know, it's not just a switch. So they're not rated for a ton of amps. 30 amps. Oh, I mean, that's quite Plenty. a bit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was like, dude, I was like, this is exactly what I need. So do I tell them, do I tell them or no? If it's not going to be like party lights, like it's not so party lights, <laughs> it's not rock lights. It's not lights at all. It's party lights, so you can be like standing in the campground and be like, guys, look at my Jeep, my Jeep does cool stuff, and then it turns on the stereo and the lights. And <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that I've heard about that before from oh. a phone, so that's what yeah. I picture when you say this. Yeah, so I have a winch that doesn't have a remote control. Oh. Uh-huh. I go, I've, I've okay. but if I had, but I if see I had where two, you're going now. I but if I had no on that. Why? How good's the lag? Or is there lag Almost on that? zero from what I saw on YouTube. Uh, it was really quick. He clicked the button and it was like boop, light the light turned you know, on instantly. Honestly though, my Smitty built that's the lag wireless on? is not great yeah. at like 40, 50 feet. It's like you know, yeah, like you yeah. hit it and like there's it like a two, second. three second delay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is made for this. It, it works, came with but, it. Yeah, it's not it works, but it's not great. Yeah. Um, so my thing is is that I hardwired my switch into my dash. For mm-hmm. my winch. And the other day after we pulled the frame off last week, I was talking pulling the frame off with the winch. If I don't have anybody there to help me, I can't roll my line back up. Like oh. I, I, can, I guess I can hook it to a tree, but it's not going to go on. It's not going to weave on nicely. Well, you definitely should. A wireless controller is super nice. Or I even know. a wired one that you can run outside, but only inside. Right. Not mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Or just buy a wireless controller for a winch. But he's saying that that's basically what that is. Where, do I, how where, much do, is I, where do I get a wireless controller for any winch? Harbor Freight. A rando a rando controller. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just wire it in. Where's it at? Like, how do I buy this by itself? You, you click the buy button. You walk, walk in, to the store. The store. They, sell, they sell a controller that is wireless. Yeah, I have one from a trailer. Then they don't that. sell just, not just the winch. No, it's just a controller. Just a controller. Plugs in. It's a little box. You mount up in there, and then but it's got it's a little universal. key fob. Yeah, as long as the plugs are the same on oh, the winch. Oh, well, I guess that could be the same. That could be a tricky part. You, you might yeah. do a little ingenuity, but or I buy two relays, two relays, stuff them underneath the hood of this thing, and call it a day. How I don't much know if are, I, how much are the relays. Forty six bucks a piece. Yeah. Wait, forty six bucks, and that's one function. Yeah. But you can control up to six with the app. You can get four six relays. Yeah. 46. I mean, that's kind of expensive. Kind of expensive, yeah. but they're Bluetooth. I mean, they're kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that you can just use your phone. It is neat, but also I don't want to have my phone out if I'm winching. No. Just, that's just no. me. Like, Not I don't, I'm just worried I'm going to like drop it or hit it yeah. on something or like if I'm on a it hill be, and I drop it, it goes tumbling. It would be handy though. I mean, it's a neat idea. I, I like it the idea. It was a solution for me. 
You're, it's better than not you're saying. It. So yours, the thing you're talking about from Harbor Freight is the actual top box control. No, with no, it's an extra thing. He's gonna look it up and show it to me. Part number, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what that was like. So I looked that up to like find that for that reason because I was like, dude, I'll just put two relay, two relays in there, and then I won't have to change my, I won't have to change the controller that's inside because it'll already be in there. You know what I mean? It'll be integrated inside the winch itself and their solid state. So they're not like exposed. Okay. What the hell is that? It's $2 less than your relay. It's just a box that you mount under like up there that plugs into the winch and it's a wireless button. You know, it's on summit. Well, I just clicked the first picture that came up. That looks just like the one I have on my trailer. What kind of winch do you have? Huh? Uh, Tough stuff. Who the heck is that? What? Exactly. Oh, you need to buy a new winch. Well, that would be an ideal thing to do. But mine still does work currently. Hmm. That's you just buy a new winch that has a wireless controller already with it. Good so to go. Why, so why is it that Derek didn't buy something like that when he was wanting a, rear, a wireless for his uh, Warren? Oh, because probably the Warren version of that probably costs <laughs> 17 times well, I think more. He said, I think the problem was is that Warren didn't release it yet. Warren oh, was making right. it. They didn't have it released. It wasn't for his good winch. enough th- for them, and so they wouldn't release it. Yeah. Where Smitty Bolt's like, eh, it works ish. Yeah. No, Click. I've bought a Warren eee. wireless controller yep. before. It, it's a little dongle that plugs on the top of the winch, and it's the same thing. Here's one right I wonder here. Wonder why Derek didn't buy one bucks. then? I don't know. His he was saying something about like he had like they didn't have one available. I thought I remember. Oh, but he did just get a new. Was Xeon? Is that the, yeah. the fancy one? Maybe a brand new 12,000 pound winch, I think. Maybe for that one, they hadn't developed it yet or yeah. something. Hmm. Interesting. I don't, yeah, that's but what I that remember that conversation that he was saying. Or maybe they would have got on, one, but mm-hmm. yeah. Or maybe they were working on something new and fanciful. It's Could probably, be. it's probably a Wi Fi. It's not even Wi Fi. It's like you send an email and it's like, oh, you need a winch. <laughs> you send a fax to your <laughs> winch. <laughs> <laughs> loads the page and the winch is like, okay, is this what we're doing? How many feet you uh, want? Ah, yes, three feet. Line in. It's <laughs> uh, old school technology. Oh my God. Works every time. Warren <laughs> actually makes a wireless receiver for their truck winches that is Bluetooth. So how much is that one? I don't fucking know. Oh, you don't have a picture. You don't have anything like that. He doesn't have it. Okay, so the moral so of the story here is that I found some cool Bluetooth relays. Story is already thing. doing it. Yeah. So yeah. how bad of an idea is it? Great idea. Maybe it's a great idea. I mean, it'll if work. Warren's doing it. Yeah, yeah but they're not doing it. it with a relay. They're doing it with a controller. Same thing. Okay, that's <laughs> another question. It, okay, so say I have it's, a Smitty Bolt wireless controller. Is yeah. that Bluetooth? I mean, like, we don't know what the technology is. Wi-Fi. It's or but it's one or the it's other. Not, I guess it could be radio control. Like I free just don't know. RF signal because you have to be so yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, if it's RF signal, if it's two point four gigahertz, you should be able to get from bucks oh, for a wireless mile away. Yeah. So wait, so what's Bluetooth okay. wireless worn controller? One hundred fifteen bucks. You know how easy it would be to make a two point four gigahertz radio setup. Like yeah, you can oh, do yeah, that thing. So easy. You can do it from so far away. Yep. So so far That's away. You can literally get. And the funny thing is a lot of the new receivers will run off of like a three cell lipo. So like oh you could get basically 12 volts. Yeah. So you could literally just get a oh my cheap God. RC, just receiver. whatever generic 2.4 yeah. gigahertz radio with receiver. Make that receiver you're, do whatever you want. And you're only, ch- you're only controlling your solenoid and it's like, it's low amperage. Yeah. I oh mean, receivers God. can control servos that make like, they can lift like, you know, five, well, 10 if pounds. It's a, so if I it's mean, a like, receiver for a, for a brushed motor 
car, mm-hmm. you just use the the wires for the motor. Then you, you literally could. just have your RC remote and just line in, line out, line in, line out. Oh I, my god! I guess. I guess you could. How I'm could you know how that would work? I mean, like more or less, the receiver your, sends a signal to the speed control, and that's what controls the motor. Well, I mean, so. yeah. Okay, so yeah. So you have the receiver and the speed control. Yeah, and you just have your motor. Your motor wires just go to your winch setup. Bro, would that so stupid easy? Maybe that would be that easy. I'm trying to think of the logistics between the receiver. You just have to have an antenna hanging out of the. <laughs> and not even really. No, not even I think really. There's definitely a way to do that. I'm not sure how, but oh my, that sounds so easy right now. You just be like walking around with an RC that? controller to yeah. you just have an ESC. Yeah. You just mount an ESC and a receiver underneath the hood of the winch controller, and you wire that straight to the. There's already power in the in the head of the winch. You just wire the 12 volt right to the receiver. I guess that's thing. a good point. Every time in like, yeah. So the ESC goes to the solenoid. Oh yeah. Because the ESC is rated for plenty of amps to do that. Oh, yeah. To oh, control yeah. solenoid. Solenoid, yeah. And just like one way is positive. One way flips re- literally oh, reverses the voltage yeah, to just, go the other just, way. Yeah. You just have your controller for your RC. In, out. <laughs> <laughs> your throttle for your RC controllers. You're in and out. You could literally do it from like. And you would have hundreds of yards away. No lag. Zero lag. I like, like a milli, a millisecond, yeah. maybe. And you could do it from a mile away. Oh my God. Well, that was a great 20 minute conversation on running your winch from three miles <laughs> away from your shit. Uh, great. You're not going to hit by winch line. Good Lord. <laughs> like they make that. It's a fucking thing. It plugs in the hole. You push the button. Is it as fast as the RC controller? It's it not works as good. for everyone out um, there in the world. No, they work yeah. okay. Mike says he's got one, and it stops at like fifty feet, and it's how laggy. far away do you need to be from your vehicle? Well, when not you're only doing winching, so okay, not, rope. not only the distance, but also the lag. The lag, yes. Even if you're close to it, sometimes it's got lag, and you're like, "Well, I'm already all the way in, and it's still like trying to fly." Yeah, I don't use wireless remotes. I mean, you got oh, it's a trade off. Here we go. I don't know. How do you spool it in on your own? I, you push a button. Mine's integrated into the dash. So I, I, I have, have no buttons. Mine's wired into the dash. Yeah. And then I have another Separate controller yeah. that I just unplug and plug in and I stand out there and can run it. It sounds and good. it's done. Except for the company that makes mine doesn't make mine anymore. Well, I don't, you need a winch from the 20, <laughs> 20, 18th plus century. <laughs> and you'd be good. I've never heard of tough, what you say? Tough stuff winches? I guess they're still in business. They are a huge overland company now. Oh, boy. When I bought it, it was off of eBay. It so like, in other words, they don't work. They're just for show. Yeah. It's a show winch. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It that, just looks like a winch. It doesn't actually show do winch. anything. It's plastic. Fake, show fake winch. wireless controllers. Just a hollow Bluetooth, shell. Bluetooth winch. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. Bluetooth be, winch cable. How wonderful would that be though if I if I put those relays in there and I just it's a Bluetooth winch. Yeah. It is. I mean technically it's my yeah. Bluetooth winch. Um the uh I bought that I bought that winch off of eBay in 2009. Wow. It's been mounted on the front wheel of that Jeep ever since. Has never lived a day of its life in the garage. Well, except for the month it spent at your house, which it still got rained on. That's true. <laughs> it does rain in my shop. And uh, and that thing still works. The only complaint I have about it is the brake is not extra strong. It could use a better brake. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of projects you have going on. Like maybe oh, yeah. as long as the winch is still working, maybe put that way on the back burner. I just want as to be, much as I would love. It to. was it was a matter of the other day. I wanted to. 
I wanted to spool my winch in so I put the line back on because my winch uh, my winch rope is just hanging wrapped around the bumper right now. I saw that in that well, photo you on Instagram. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? I can't reel it back in without somebody helping me. That's funny. And I forgot to do it at the park. You tie it to a tree and then sit there. But then it's like all in one spot usually. It bunches That's up. That's true. Yeah, I don't yeah, want it's it. really I want better it, to I want it properly it. spooled so I can mm. put my cover back on it. So that makes sense. Yeah. And that was the deal. So that was uh, that's my Bluetooth winch con- conversation about my cool about those cool new trigger one Bluetooth relays. If you need a Bluetooth relay for something, trigger one makes it. Well, you'd better buy one right now, because as soon as this podcast airs, there aren't going to be any left. You're right. I should go buy one. I'm just saying everyone's going to be like, I'm doing that. too. Another update from last week's podcast. Ian told me that when I SAS my crew cab, that it's going to be at least two to three inches taller than I anticipate. Yep. Agree. I took the tape measure to all of the parts and the way it looks right now, it will not move any inches. It could not move any inches from where it's at right now and sufficiently hold the super duty 60 under it. False. No. Okay. You want to bet, you I bet all on all the measurements. Okay. And, so and like get- that's what everybody does with an SAS swap. Mm-hmm. They measure everything and then it literally is always taller. Every time. It shouldn't be. Every well, time. We'll go measure your truck. There are, there's all plenty four of fenders room. to the ground. Yeah. There's plenty of room. I did I measured the axle tube. No, I measured from the center of the axle to the fender. To the tire on the chassis. So the Dana 60. I measured from the ground to the center of the axle tube on the Dana 60. Okay, so I knew what that measurement was. And then I measured from the center of the axle tube to the top of the diff on the Dana 60. So I knew how much clearance there was there. Then I went underneath the crew cab and I measured from the ground to the center of the tire, which is what we, that ground clearance would be. And then I measured from there to where that pumpkin, the top of the pumpkin would be. And I got that measurement. That measurement puts it about two inches below the oil pan. Then... I measured from the center of the crew cab, like the center point between the frame rails. And I measured the center on the differential on the 60 and where the diff is going to sit sits. It's great. The small block Chevy in the crew cab sits off to the passenger side about an inch and a half or two inches. And the diff fits perfectly between the frame rail and the oil pan. Wow. So even if the truck was lowered like four inches, the diff still won't hit the oil pan or the frame rail. I mean, if you get that all packaged like that and it actually it, all fits according to every measurement. Cause I, I went back and forth just like one time after another, like checking all these measurements. I'm like this, this should all fit. Perfect. The only thing I'm gonna have a hard time with is that the, if I use the factory spring bucket from the Ford, it's not long enough to mount, mount to the frame and be as low as I want it to be. So I have to modify that to some degree. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. Mm-mm. Doesn't sound terrible. You have to cut the springs or something. Well, then again, you're going to be on air anyway, so it doesn't matter. Eventually. But how it would be very convenient if I built the truck around the factory Ford front coils, then like factory front Ford shocks will work and like all of that stuff. Is all that makes all, sense. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of get what Ian's saying, because like even if you do Usually, all the planning and, and you're, and you're yeah. like, I can make it as low as it is, I feel like when you actually do it, mm-hmm. it's going to be much taller than that. Well, the thing is, I want it to be two inches taller than it is right now. And at its current ride height with the solid axle, it should all fit perfect. It won't hit the frame. Like it's got like six inches of clearance to the frame from the axle tube to the frame. Like there should be, we should be in good shape. So when I lift it two inches, we should be solid. So I just got to weight down the front of the F-250 chassis to get the right amount of weight on it to make sure the springs are compressed. And then I can measure that. Just find any F-250 that has a a solid idea. 
that has a, you know, buy, a truck on it. I have to find a 6.2 gasser. A 6.2 a CNG, technically. Jesus. <laughs> That's what um, that truck was, a CNG truck. I mean, you could probably get pretty oh, close sure just going something. to the Ford dealership. Yeah. <laughs> just go find something close. Yeah. They get you close enough. Close enough. Then you're three inches too tall. Oh, damn it. That's going to happen anyway, so. <laughs> yep. Ain't that big a deal. Just move it around. Just cut the coils. It's fine. That'll be a fun project. Is that going to start at all this year? Or? Uh, I don't know yet. Not sure. We'll see. Depends on how like much extra fundage I have. Right now, zero. Well, you still haven't helped me move the van out of the way, so it's still in your parking spot right now. My parking spot? Oh, to get all my stuff done for low-key? I don't <laughs> well, see that. I don't know right. which thing you're going to do. I mean, I, I offered up the space, but I don't know. Are you cutting the roof off and doing a cage? Are you doing oh, yeah. Are you doing a solid oh, axle? That's right on, what, like, that's what are you right doing? Like, are you going to start? When is that? Oh, that's so... Oh, my God. That's in four days. Um, well, I got the front end off the van, and I got the hump out, but I haven't got that's like... The, this Friday. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to have that There's van no out of your way, way by then. Sorry. I was thinking more along the lines of like, cut, we cut the roof off in the driveway. That's, That's easy. true. It was more of um, the weather this week is going to f- destroy my polishing schedule. So I don't know what I'm going to be doing Friday night when when the the cavalry rolls into the town. We'll see. Apparently not building a cage. Probably not building a cage since I didn't buy any tube yet. Oh, man. You're really uh, <laughs> far behind if you're trying to get shit done. Well, we could cut the roof off at KJ, although it'll be raining. They make tarps. We talked about it. <laughs> Fact. You want to roll this thing in the last call? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, let's roll it in the last call. We didn't at all talk about winch like anything. No, we talked nothing winches. about winches except for yeah. Bluetoothing them. Yep. Did you okay. want to talk about winches? No, I, I we mean, can. We got last call for that. All right. We just, we, I had so many notes to talk about. Oh, when you talk about last call, do you just immediately drink a beer? I mean, but. As far as recording wise, do you just edit this out or did he hit stop or what is what was No, this? he didn't do anything. He, no, just, he just sat there and stared yeah. at me and talked to me like, oh, well, wait, I didn't know if we were going to talk about winches before, like while we we're still talking about winches. We or? can. Okay. Um, Jeremy on the Jeremy Wilson on the uh, Trail Riders page was asking about winches for his because he wanted to buy a new winch for the JK. And he was asking about winches on there, like how big, like what size winch should you buy for your vehicle? So what size winch is on yours, on your truck? Uh, 10,000 pounds, Smitty Build X2O. On your full size. On my full pickup. size rig, which that weighs lighter around 6,000 pounds. I was going to say, it's a little bit lighter than his JK. Yeah. I think with me and tools in it and a spare, it's about 6,000. What's your buggy weigh? Uh, it's like 5,000, I think. What'd somewhere you put on it? It's a 9,500 pound on the front and the rear. I have got a generic 12,000 pound on the front of Loki. And the only complaint I have is it's slow and it's big. <laughs> it's also from like 35 years ago. It's that also too. from 35 years yeah. ago. That's many build is pretty awesome. I mean, it's, it actually has really nice line speed. Yeah. I will say I was pulling a Jeep that was like completely buried in mud, like up to the top of the tires and it did pull it out, but it was very slow. They were talking about some winch that I'd never even heard about. Do you guys know which one it was? No. I think it's going to be in my, was it Ingo? Was it Ingo? Yeah. Or Ingo? I, Ingo. I feel like that's kind of a high-end winch, maybe? Ingo winch. No, Someone like was they're telling cheap. me that they're good. They're made in USA, I, I guess. Maybe it was Derek. Before I bought one, he was like, you should really check out Ingo. They make really good stuff. Hmm. I feel like, well, I mean, that was a conversation we had before I bought my winch. So, so long ago. Somebody was saying that they're like made in the USA. Thir- over, over 30 years experience, bringing you only the best. 
components and a one-year warranty on electrical a, a limited lifetime on the mechanical components and a one-year warranty on electrical components. Uh, winches range from three thousand pounds to twelve thousand pounds, and they just look like a generic, like they just look like your ran, like your run-of-the-mill winch. I guess I would say. Damn it, this phone's garbage. I click the back button and it goes back. No, isn't that ridiculous? Yep. <laughs> um, they got a ten thousand pound here with a with a steel cable for four sixty nine. What does this say? Oh my god! What the hell is this? A ten thousand pound twelve volt electric winch with pressure washer. What? What? <laughs> what are you? Doing? <laughs> what? It has a pressure washer on it. What in the actual fuck is that? I have no idea. Like, like you just wash what? I run your line in I and then wash your shit. I can't. What the hell? I can't I, explain that. Okay, I don't even know what that is. Anyway, on to the next thing. Here's their um here's another one. This is a ten thousand pound SR series winch steel cable with uh roller fair lead controller and uh four gauge leads, three sixty nine. That's pretty cheap. It's not bad. Yeah. What's a synthetic one? Here is a synthetic 10,000 pound. Their SRS series with synthetic rope and aluminum hoss for 519. It's about what a Smitty build costs. Yeah, and it's a nice looking winch. It looks about like a Smitty, like a Smitty builder or worn. Yeah, not bad. Looks similar. What do you think, Ian? Who's this? An Ingo? That's an Ingo. Okay. Yeah, E-N-G-O is Ingo. Looks like it has a wired controller. Boo. Every time I click on something, like every time I like try to move on something, it clicks on it. Now, how do I go back from here, you little shit? Maybe the site isn't designed to be mobile. <laughs> right. I'm saying it happens no, these no days. Surprise. Really. Yeah. Like, really? Get with the times. Um, I don't know what any of the specs are on these. Here's like a, here's an XRS series with the synthetics, $599. Here's a 10,000 pound steel cable for $469. Like, you can buy them pretty cheap. Here's a 16,000 pound. This is what you need, Jeremy. They're E series, $499 steel cable. Good to go. 16,000 pound rated. That's plenty for you. <laughs> That'll almost drag your pig out of the, out of the dirt. I was telling Jeremy that I was like, go with a, go with like a 95 or 10, like a 10 K. I was telling him like, go with a 10 K Warren. Like they're fairly afford, like they're fairly cheap. They're like six, 700 bucks. And why a Warren though? I don't know. Cause you get that Warren name. Hmm. But because see, he's got a JK. Yeah. <laughs> Fact. He's, I mean, he's got a JK and I'm pretty sure he's sporting a bubble rope. At least has bubble rope soft shackles and like recovery. Some of that not here. have bubble rope products. It should have crawler. He should have crawler off rope products. But I'm like, if you're spending bubble rope money, you should spend it on the winch, not on the rope. Yep. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, you can't have a JK not I think put a worn on there, right? You might have won it, but still. Still. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. It was one of those things of like, I don't know. Like, it's worn, right? I don't know. It's a worn. I mean, okay. I don't know. That's like, my only. That's my only thing on it's that. It's like, like where's a worn winch made? China. Where's a Smitty built winch In made? China. So what's the difference? The spec sheet. Okay, but, hold on. You know? <laughs> Dude, we can have this argument about Yukon. I was like, put some Yukon gears in an EMB. Why would you go Yukon? Yep. They make good gears. Yep. Yeah, but what's USA standard gear? Yukon. Yukon. Where yep. they make them in the same place as Yukon <laughs> gears? What are they? Oh, they're just the same gears in a different box. Yeah. Well, they're the, they didn't meet the specs. They didn't meet the same standards, yep. Yep. but they're pretty damn close. Yeah. And that's what, uh, who was it? Zach Kleckner that was saying that he had a, tore down his, his Smitty was a Smitty built. I think he said he tore down a Smitty. Yeah, built. and there's worn parts and worn inside, parts of, inside it. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Built built in the same place. Just you just you just get the ones that didn't quite meet Warren's specifications. 
Yep. Oh yeah. It's a real thing. But oh, that's what I mean. Is. That's why and that's I, how you get cheaper parts. Is yeah. like yeah. there's parts that don't meet spec. Like somebody's it's, gotta use them. It's not literally just the worn logo on the box. Yeah. It actually makes a difference. So with that said, I've in that same scenario, Mike will tell you about this. You buy a headlight from the dealership. Oh yeah, I love this. You buy a headlight from the dealership. It is different. It's it's a Phillips headlight, part number, blah 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 blah. And you go to the part store and buy the same Phillips headlight, same part number, but it's not the same headlight. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a different line of their it's headlight. A different line. Mm-hmm. Same part. I number. would never have known. Yep, same so. box. Yep. Same everything. I'll tell the story just real quick. Yep. Okay, my wife's Yaris at about one hundred and twenty thousand miles had a headlight go out, and I think it was either Phillips or Sylvania. I can't remember which. Yep. Either way. I bought the same, or so I thought, mm-hmm. bulb at the parts store. Yep. And about, I don't know, five, 10,000 miles headlight went out. Same one. Same. Well, I replaced both. Oh, you replaced both. Okay. Because I was like, why not? Yeah. One goes out, five, 10,000 miles. I'm like, what the hell? It's the same bulb. Like the, the case, everything mm-hmm. about these bulbs was the same, except for one I got across the street and one I got at the Toyota dealership that I work at. Yep. And even at my cost, they were expensive. Like, 20 plus dollars a bulb mm-hmm. and i'm just like but it's the same why would i spend 20 dollars when i spend 20 dollars for repair yeah so i'm like fuck it i go to the parts counter i'm like give me 50 dollars worth of bulbs mm-hmm. and they do and that car has two hundred and five thousand miles and i still haven't replaced a headlight bulb <laughs> again so i mean and it's the eight or the a parts a grade parts or was, i don't know if a line or a grade yeah. or whatever it is but yeah that they that bulb they make the insane they get the top yeah so like yeah same thing and then, like, back in the day when I had my Dana 30 under my Jeep and Matt had his Dana 30 under his Jeep, we were going through wheel bearings every three to six months. And, like, I was on 33s, I think, at that point. Man, I might have been on 36s. Either way, nonetheless, we were going through brand new parts house wheel bearings, like, left and right. And they were about 100 bucks a wheel bearing. But, like, you were under warranty. You're going through them that fast. They're under warranty. Sure. But still irritating as shit, replacing them all the time. Yep. After going through several of these, we go to the parts house one day. Uh, I think it was O'Reilly's that we went to this time. We'd bought them from several places in town. And we go in there and we're talking to one of the guys that works there. And he's like, why don't you guys buy these nationals for 150 It's like, because I don't want to spend the extra $50 on a bearing that's going to go bad in a couple of weeks. He's like, no, no. He's like, these, the premium ones are tighter tolerances than the cheaper low grade ones. Like their bearing tolerances, all the tolerances are tighter. And we're like, hmm, okay. And so Matt bought a pair and it was the last pair of bearings he ever put in that Jeep. Isn't like that crazy? four years. Like $50, never change a wheel bearing again for four years or save a hundred bucks on the pair and change them every three to six months. You're going to pay now or later. You pick. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, and so like, that's where. That is for me where the brand does start to make a little bit of a difference. And I'm not saying anything against, but you're not buying an others. OEM winch versus a non OEM winch. I mean, that's just a but little different. Are you buying a higher standard part standard? Are you? I don't know. Does Warren make a cheaper winch and puts a Warren logo on it? And wouldn't surprise me a bit because you, it says Warren. You're like, fuck yeah, it's the best. God I mean, right. the, the cheap Is Warrens <laughs> are about five fifty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. still more than I paid the features. It was like I could right. get yep. base model Warren that would just do the job with a steel cable and a wired remote yep. for fifty dollars more than a Smitty belt that's completely waterproof, synthetic rope, aluminum hose. Uh, wireless controller like is just and i think it even was rated to do more and it had a faster line speed so it was like <laughs> it was every single feature is better but it doesn't say worn on it and yep. you've and you haven't had a problem with it yet 
No, other than a little bit of lag with the wireless controller, it yeah. just works. Which may Warren may have the same. That's true. Yeah, we don't know. Did in the in the bottom dollar Warren you were looking at probably didn't even have a wireless. No, it was wired. Yeah, wired, wired steel. Yeah. Just base it model. Was, you know, it's just one of those things. Where like, hey, if you're gonna spend the dollars, I mean, if you're buying a new winch. But I know the Smitty Bilts do make it. Like the Smitty Bilt winches are a nice. Well, winch. and oh, I for think sure. I think the Badlands winches is a are a nice winch. I've used them. I've uh-huh. seen them. They They're the slow. Job. Yeah, they work. The then they quit. The old, but school, the price. Eh? Yeah, I don't know about the new Apex. A lot of people are saying that they like that one a lot. But the old school Badlands winch is like if you set it side by side with my tough stuff, like they're twins. Oh really? Oh yeah. Just made in the same place, different label. Mm, that's my guess. Like they are sitting side by side. They're twins. I mean, funny. I come mm-hmm. from an industry where you I get, don't love my winch. It works. But you I don't get love two it. different machines that are painted different colors mm-hmm. with different brand names on them. And mm-hmm. I get operators all the time that like that thing's a piece of shit. I like this brand. Yeah. They're the same machine. Yeah. They're literally made, they're the, made same. the same they factory. Differently. <laughs> in the same factory, different paint. One yeah. says cat, one says JLG, but they're the same. Yeah. Now nah, this one works. It's so much smoother. They're the same. <laughs> There's nothing different that is in nah, your head. Here, nope. Here's the seat of your pants down is lying to you. Yeah, literally the same. Uh-huh. You like that color paint better, so it, yep. <laughs> it makes you feel like it's better. No, it's, and, it's got the cat yeah. name on it. Yep. Oh yeah. And it's all in your mind. Yep. And I mean, so so I come from that, and, and I that just totally could be the case. You know, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know enough to be like I'd buy worn. Period. Nothing. Do they make a good winch? Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. But, I wonder if Project Farm ever took apart a couple of winches. Oh Wouldn't that be God. great? He like, just blows them apart. Like, let's see what's better. He wouldn't take them apart. AVE. He'd just load test them. AVE on YouTube. AVE? AVE. If he did one, oh my God, it'd be wonderful. He does, he does like tool stuff where he like buys like the Harbor Freight tools and stuff like that and tears them down like completely apart and like I don't know. It's it's pretty it's entertaining to say the least. Um, if you guys don't follow, I'm pretty sure it's AVE is the name of the channel. But that that dude like knows too much. That's for sure. Now, but yeah, so the bad mm-hmm. basically back to the winch. I don't know. Yeah. I the the there's and then then it got brought up with uh well, how big do you buy a winch? Like, do you buy a seventeen thousand pound winch for your Jeep? Mm-hmm. Go ahead if you want to. Like, yeah, for sure. Why not? I think it's like when it comes to like size. I was telling him he was like, "Well, you want one big enough to pull." And this was like our discussion, or whatever. He's like, "You want one big enough to pull, um, you know, the Jeep out of a mud hole or whatever. You know, if you're stuck, you want to have." And he was like, coming up with a ratio of like one and a half or two times the weight of your vehicle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like a twelve would be two times the weight of his vehicle. Yep. And which that is probably fine. Um, I told him, I was like, just pick up a 10. And like, if you come to a scenario where your winch won't pull you out, which is pretty rare, I would say you gotta be really stuck. You double snatch your block, you double your line over the snatch mm-hmm. block and throw a, a line to the tree. Now you got a 20,000 pound winch. And now you have a 20,000 pound winch. And if that's not enough, then you're done. Then it lives you, there. Leave the title on the dash. <laughs> <laughs> then you grab your second snatch block. You get your helicopter. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was just telling him, I was like, yeah, you just, you know, double over your line and and then use a snatch block. I mean, it's slower, but at that point, I'm like, it's an extraction. It's an extraction thing. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know what the size difference is, like from a 10,000 to a 12,000. But like, 
Obviously, the, packaging can be an issue too. Yeah, packaging can be an issue. I think his winch is on the front bumper. He might be okay, but yeah, still. But like, yeah, it's extra. Is it heavier? I don't know. Maybe it's definitely heavier if you got steel up front, steel cable. Like the difference in a steel cable winch to a to a synthetic winch is like a little scary. I was like, wow, that cable's pretty heavy. That's no joke. Where's mm-hmm. the synthetic cables? Like you know, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. So you know, extra weight up front. Uh, that's but that's a that's a steel versus synthetic. So here's the other beating his head against the wall. Here's the <laughs> other thing that I think is very underrated in winches uh-huh. when people start talking about what size winch to run. Uh-huh. Where do you get your max pull on a winch as far as how many wraps are on the drum? Um, because like one how, wrap? give me give me a number ballpark obviously um zero wraps generally zero. how far away are you I winching? Think it's a little over one like how far away are you gonna hook to whatever you're hooking to to winch generally i don't know well you never know that that's, well, that's depending why i say on the kind scenario. of generally are 30 feet 40 oh, 50 80 feet. foot away let's, from you let's say or, 50 feet okay so if you're using an 80 foot winch rope yep and you're usually 50 foot away you've still got some wraps on the drum of the winch right the way a winch is rated, the line pull goes down with the more wraps. So if you're real close to somebody trying to winch real hard, if you actually back up and get more winch rope out, but less wraps on the drum, your capacity goes up on the winch. That makes it's kind of sense, ass yeah. backwards. You're like, oh, I got a real heavy pull. I'll get real close. You get real far, <laughs> yeah. get less on the drum, and it pulls harder. You're effectively right. changing the gear ratio. So I pulled For up sure. a I pulled up a chart here on a ninety five hundred pound winch, one layer on the drum, ninety five hundred pounds, mm-hmm. five layers on the drum. What do you think the max pull is? Forty five hundred. Oh god, that's got to be more than that. Seven thousand. Sixty nine forty. Seven thousand. Wow. <laughs> So you almost lose a little over 2,000 pounds with four more layers of, of winch line on the drum. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I think about it in like RC car terms, like tiny pinion, you know, yep. tons of torque and like big pinion, like more speed, but less torque. So like, yeah, as you that winch line builds up on there, it gets bigger and it effectively makes the winch, you know, yep, less torquey. So that's where I come into the sizing of a winch. You run a 12,000 pound winch. And you're 30 foot away or yeah. you're at a 10,000 pound winch and you're 30 foot away. Mm-hmm. Which one's stronger? Obviously the 12, the 12, the 12 is always stronger because you're going to live in that probably 30 right. to 40, maybe 30, I'll say 30 to 50 foot range for mm-hmm. most. And I say most air None quotes of, people. Right. They're not usually, you're not winching the full 80 foot of winch you rope not. or you're usually not like, Oh, I just need well, to winch just a little bit when you get a real heavy pull. I mean, we've all mm-hmm. been to like, there's a fucking tree right there and you just need a little bump. So, okay, cool. Yeah. You're not worried about capacity, but like, if you can fit a 12 over a 10 and you can afford a quality 10 or a 12, go for it. If you, but it's all on how much right. you want to spend. I think it, it's I think of, that it comes, comes down to the dollar. Like brand yep. is going to be preference. Yep. Size is going to be preference. Features, I don't know that there is a right answer. Features yeah, are features. going to be. Some people don't like wireless. Yep. Some people like a wired. Yep. Some people like steel cable. Some people like synthetic. Like Mitch. it's uh, yeah, only people. one. Only one people. One likes person a steel cable. in one the universe. <laughs> one people's. Um, and it's only Mr. Mitch. So Kinnick. that's what you're entirely right. It comes down to preference. There is no like. One and yeah. a half X the yep. vehicle capacity. Like, 
Literally, if you could mount a 20,000 fucking pound winch on your in your bumper of your JK. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Right. Yeah. And put a 50 foot rope on it. Yeah. I mean, and profit. You could pull a fucking tank. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you could pull. You know what tank. I mean? Like, it all comes down if to you, packaging. If you get so stuck, budget. if you get so stuck that you can't pull yourself out of the hole, you're going to pull the tree you down. You pull the fucking tree out <laughs> and you're, somehow your bumper stays on. I don't know. We don't need to talk about the really, bumper getting ripped really off. good welds. But goddamn, wow. you pull the tree roots and all so that. So you were saying so. that you live, you typically live in that 30, 30 to 50 foot. I would foot. say 30 to 50 foot is a fairly average for like what average we kind of do around in, here in the woods around here yeah, yeah usually yep. have a tree within that range if and you were in a 15 foot range yep but you needed that full line pull you could always just put a snatch block at the tree yep and come back to the vehicle yep now you've doubled your you've upped your capacity yep. way more than you think you are yeah just you've by doubled pulling your line, or, you doubled your line your line pull capacity and you doubled the it, reduced line and, pull. And then on top of that, you've already and then you've spooled more line off, yep. extra fifteen foot off. Yep. That's so a valid point. Right there. And so. that's the if you ever get in a situation where you're stuck as shit mm-hmm. and somebody's pulling you out at the winch and it's just not doing it. Yeah. Back Double. up. Yeah. Back up until you have two to three wraps on that mm-hmm. fucking winch because that is right in your peak. Yeah. performance of whatever whatever fucking winch you decided to buy yeah that's the peak performance because that's the 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 thing that stays true throughout no matter what quality brand whatever winch you have yeah couple wraps i think you're supposed to have like two or three well, or something like that to keep it from not like coming the fuck it's off. over it's over it's one full wrap on the drum yeah minimum yeah, well, we're yeah. talking like a full wrap, not like not one, one loop, one no, rotation. No. <laughs> right here. We're talking one, to be one covering of the yes. of is considered a wrap. Um, I guess that it would be kind of a crucial point. It, it would guy, be yeah. guys out there like <laughs> one one rotation around there. They're like, yeah, the fucking winch cable just flung yeah. out of the grid. That pin right on there. Yeah, <laughs> it just clean. It just um, broke the rope right at the so belt yeah, point. So get it, get it to that point where you get yeah. that one spool, and doesn't matter what you have, you're at its peak performance yeah that's that's the important thing because we've been in we've probably all been in those situations we didn't know that or didn't think about it you know how much pull power you'd have if you were on a if you had something a tree was 25 feet away and you looped it back with a you looped it back with a snatch block Mm -hmm. now you got 50 feet of line out yep and you have a snatch block on it yep so now you've now you have an a what nineteen thousand pound winch oh yeah you get up in the you get yeah. up in numbers pretty fucking quick. It may not have a high line speed, but buddy, she's going to pull you out. And that's where I come back to the not like, do I need a 17,000 pound? No, not really. I feel like, I feel like generally, and I don't, I haven't done the research to back this up completely, but I feel like generally a lighter K winch, a lighter, like a lighter pole winch has a faster line speed. Do you feel like a 12,000 pound winch has a similar line speed to a 9,000? I'm sure you could buy a comparable line speed yeah. winch. You know but what like I mean? What's the price? Yeah, you're pay a lot when more. Yeah. Because when you're yeah, pulling. Maybe, I don't know. I haven't looked up. Yeah, you know, when you're pulling 12,000 pound max line mm-hmm. pull, I would imagine that that number is slower than it's got a more gear reduction. Yeah, it's because it's just I gearing. Want, yeah. I wonder. I think the motor may be bigger as well. You would but think, it, ha- you would think it would have to at some I point. I wonder get how much stronger the brake is on a 12. It goes back to probably manufacturer quality. Well, yeah. But to I mean, some like, degree. You know? I just wonder if the 12,000 has a bigger uh, brake setup in it. 
It's designed. It does, it's technically designed to hold more weight. I, I can suppose. Tell you, I can tell you right now, my my twelve thousand pound winch does not hold my forty five hundred pound jeep. Yeah, which is a like, little sketch. not very well. Yeah, it won't. It won't hold it like taut, taut. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll hold it. It'll probably hold twenty five to three thousand pounds mm. of it. But you but don't it, want to be underneath it with the winch supporting it. Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that if you lifted it, the if you lifted the front of the jeep off the ground. I don't know that the brake would hold it from coming back down. Wow. That's not great. It, it'll get you out of a hole. Yeah. It's not going to hold you up out the hole. Use it for trying to like scale a wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so, what I'm saying. Like, I don't love my winch, but it does do the job. It works. Yeah. yeah it's, it's on the list. Just at the bottom of the list. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's not as high as it should be. Yeah. <laughs> it's not above the bushings. Yeah. Just that. ask Sandy Claus for one. Oh, Santa. You mean listener Claus? Listener, listener Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon clause. Oh my god! Give it that warm money. Um, (laughs) So basically, I guess for me, every time the winch stuff gets brought up, it's like a pissing match because it's there's no wrong or right answer. If I give you a hammer and tell you to screw in a screw, you're gonna go, "What the fuck do I I whack the shit out of?" Get her in there. You, You if you know how to use the equipment that you put on your rig properly with getting the right line you right. know line wraps and and you angles can, of pull that i mean as much as none of us think about it the angle you're pulling yeah. affects the load so much that sometimes we're like oh we'll go to that tree right there well if you go straighter to the farther tree mm-hmm. you're actually going to get more pull power, more pull power yeah. so use what you have yeah and know how to use what you can make sure you like, can probably do so much shit with a five thousand pound winch. that's what i was just gonna if say you use it right versus yep. the guy that gets the like seventeen thousand pound <laughs> mondo like tow uh-huh. truck fucking thing you know has no idea what he's and doing has no it. clue just fucking hooks it to whatever mm-hmm. so that's what i mean yeah. by i get caught up less in the 10 to 12 mm-hmm. or worn over smittyville just do some research and know how to use the tools that you yeah. do decide to buy. I feel like the biggest things are definitely going to be like, I don't know that line speed is really that key. Maybe gear reduction and like motor quality. It all depends on what you're doing. Right. Are you yeah. racing are you or are you just drinking beer with your buddies? That's what I was. You know? And that was like, that was my, like, that was my point when he was saying, um, when we were talking about like the difference between a 10 and a 12, I'm like, mm-hmm. usually when we are stuck out in the woods, we don't, Line speed's not really I don't a give a shit. We're not big a issue. So if you need to double it over in half your line speed, mm-hmm. it's yep. not that big a deal. Yep. But uh I would like one that's faster than what I got now. The one I got now is like half the speed of smell. So mm. reeling it up when you're done doing things is like watching paint dry. Yep. Yep. But we'll uh, move it slightly all, up on the list. All that all that talking from him who said I don't have that much to say about winches. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just I could probably keep going on, but you just talk you right on that soapbox. Yeah. You, you, you talk yourself. Uh, oh, is this mine? Is this? A, I will stand here. Uh, you just talk yourself into circles with it because I mean, you, you oh, can yeah. have the the worn versus whatever conversation. And quite honestly, I've never owned a worn winch, yeah. so they may be the best thing. It's on my I list. don't know, but you've also run into guys who. I've had a worn winch and it was the biggest piece of shit ever. And I've had a smithy built and it's the best thing ever. So we need to call Derek. Speaking of Derek, he just texted me. Did he? Since you were asking who's going wheeling. Oh. And uh, did you ask him how he likes his worn winch versus his smithy built he used to have? I mean, I could try to ask him that. Let's let's put that in the notes for next week. Will you put, Mr. Producer? I will. Okay. Write it down. We'll talk, we'll talk to him this week. 
Uh, are we doing a beer or are we just yeah we're doing a beer and my customer's about to show up to pick his parts up so when he shows up we'll grab a beer and then we'll do a we'll wrap our last call in about about 15 minutes or so okay sounds good to you yeah yeah we'll give him a little bit of a long episode this week they got a long episode oh they did are we racking in that two hour mark yep oh boy well you're welcome (laughs) yeah I had nothing better to do on a 10 o'clock on a Monday night. Oh, know, that's cool. Sleep, I guess. Yeah. So Derek says. It makes you feel. Who's wheeling on the 1415? Some guy in a red K30 on 40s I met on Instagram. LOL. Hmm. And he said, uh, sounds like Connor Lund and oh, Groey. Cool. He'll probably be there. I have so. I've barely wheeled with Connor. Very little. Got a, oh, he just read. He you full on. Been yeah. watching. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just redid his whole yeah, front so, end. And oh, his front end. It's four oh, I think it was oh, the nice. whole. I think it was just the front end. Was it IFS before? No, no. it was called Axel on Leaves. Okay. I think. Oh wow. I so wheeled with him. That thing was so capable before. Oh, I can't yeah. even imagine now. Be interesting. What if this will be the shakedown? Hmm. It I mean, I guess be. I could ask him on the uh, on the old UA group. UA group. Yeah. So that's winches. What else did I have on my notes? Because I had uh, so many notes for this week, and I only made it halfway through the the last week's podcast. I measured that. That's for last call. Oh my gosh! Last week we were talking about the drag car stuff, and I was listening to the podcast, and you were saying that they that's not unusual for them to run for ten seconds at twenty five hundred RPM after they shut the fuel, like after they shut off. And then we were then shortly after that, you made the comment that. It takes 700 horsepower to run the supercharger, which is nuts. So think about that. You shut the car off. There's so much fuel left in the cylinders that it runs for 10 seconds, making more than 700 horsepower. Uh huh. On fumes. I say fumes, but it's not actually fumes. But I mean, it kind of is. But it kind of it's fuel yeah. for that engine. It's fumes. Yeah. <laughs> it's running on fumes for 10 it's seconds. It's mind pushing, pushing a 700 uh, uh, supercharger that requires at least 700 horsepower. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Your, your, Fact. your pickup truck, like your engine in your truck will not turn the supercharger over. That's a good point. Even, wide open, wide open, slip it, like turn, hit a clutch, kills your engine. Even after an <laughs> LS swap and a cam and a tune uh-huh. and long tubes, just all ends like everything. All that balls to the wall horsepower, not even enough to turn it on. That's well. Be right back. Last call. Okay. I had to go deliver some parts. Oh my God. What did you just pour in there? Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. <laughs> um, had to go give some parts to a customer. And now we're back with something thick and delicious from Joe Zump. It's uh, oh, you it? probably want to. Yeah. Talk about it. Let Did me you give you the can. Why don't you just he talk took the about can. it? You had to talk about it, Mike. You're the beer, Mike. Fine. Full size, Mike. This is Hot Butcher's Coarse Grind Hustle, an Imperial Stout brewed with coffee and toffee. It's oh. 11.5% alcohol by volume. And I haven't had it yet. I'm just reading the can. I don't know. Steve's got on this. I don't they, think I could drink that whole can. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? Always room for dessert. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to struggle <laughs> to drink. rich. I'm going to struggle rich. to drink a third of that. You're reading it and you're like, with notes of coffee, and I'm like, this isn't coffee. coffee. And, and, and then and you said toffee, and, and you're like, oh, there it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow, Joe, did you is. buy four of these? Did you drink three? Were you drunk the whole time? I don't think you could drink three of these if you had to. It's thick. Oh, my God. I'm glad I'm only drinking four it's ounces like, of this or whatever thick, it is. It's like chocolate milk. 
It's real no, tasty. It's worse than chocolate <laughs> milk, man. By it worse, you mean more alcoholic like, and better than yes. Like, yeah, it's it's heavier than chocolate milk by far. Oh, but it's good. Oh, it's fucking delicious. But boy. it's a dessert beer for sure. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. I'd still don't know if I could drink a whole and, can of that. It's like tiramisu in, in a can. Si- yes, that's yes. <laughs> it has very like it kind of has that tiramisu they, like they taste blended it. tiramisu and then they mixed it with beer. Is that what it says? It's described. <laughs> the, actually, it's funny. They give you tasting notes on the mm-hmm. can, which is kind of weird, but uh, smooth coffee, mm-hmm. creamy toffee, mm-hmm. and sweet caramel. Yeah. Which, yep. yeah, I mean, it's, all that. it's desserty as fuck, mm-hmm. but the toffee is really the overpowering I flavor. I had a beer similar to this, not quite as rich, but uh, worth noting. It was from JT Walker's, and they did a beer with um, pandemonium donuts. Oh, and they like took their like they took like their I top tier. Did you? Well, did oh, they have it at so the uh, the last Muhammad Beer Festival? I don't remember. God rest its soul. Mm. That's terrible. That it's makes me sick. Made no what? They're not doing they, it anymore. Not, yeah, that that's not a thing anymore. Uh, is the brewery still a thing? I think the brewery's still a thing. And <clears throat> I think JT's is going to be doing something also. Now that we're pandemicing, is getting closer to being. You know that old suburban they had. Mm-hmm. That is now the Muhammad Small Engine Suburban. Because I went oh, there to really? buy some parts for my mower a couple weeks ago, and it was just there, but it said Muhammad Small Engine. I was like, like that's weird. That was the J.T. Walker Suburban. Yeah, same. Yeah. Just changed the wording just on it. it. Yeah. Either that or the same people own it. I thought that, too. I was like, maybe somebody owns everything <laughs> He's into in Muhammad. everything, yeah. yeah probably. He, he owns a Project 45, I think it's called, right there on the corner. It used to be Wing something, Wing something. In? In Muhammad. In Muhammad, okay. Yeah, yeah. right there. Uh as you turn off that main road and go towards where JT Walker's was. Gotcha. There's a little like restaurant right there. Hmm. And it's, I think it's called project 45 now. Um, I think that's what it's called. I don't oh, know that's I cool. But anyway, he owns, he owns a couple things out there, all those different things, but what he needs to do. And I think, I think the brewery is still open. You know, it's funny. We've talked about this before Sucks. and none of the three of us have checked yet. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> that's life. I wonder. It's, yeah. That's how it usually goes. <laughs> oh yeah. That. Okay. On to the next thing. Mm, mm, mm. Damn it, Joe, that's good. So, May 15th, Ian. Yep. What are you doing? I'm going to go race the razor. Race the razor. I shouldn't say I. I should say we. And we, I mean me and my wife, are going to go race the razor. You should have gone last weekend to Women Wheelers. But we were she should have putting a roof on the house. No, nah, no, nah, she did she didn't need you didn't you didn't need her for that. Literally give her the truck. Oh wait, there is no truck. No. Uh oh. the trailer and the truggy and yeah. just be like, just go no. bomb the around. camera would pull it. She wanted Not to the truggy. No, no, the the take the her razor. Yeah. Eh, I guess. What? We were uh, Maybe way cooler if she showed up in the buggy. Yeah, we in the were, truggy. We were she talking could run about what she wanted to take to that because I we were planning on going mm-hmm. and uh and I was like, I am one hundred percent I'm not even driving the fucking thing off the trailer. Like all you. Yeah. She's like, What are we taking? And I said, I don't give a shit, take whatever one you want. Uh-huh. She's like, Well, I want to take the buggy. Okay. I said, okay, well, that's you know, not what I thought you would have said, but uh right. fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like why she's like well there's just one spot and she describes it to me back in the in the course she's like i really want to try that again i want to i i was kind of 
not committed to it the first mm-hmm. time, and I, I think we hit it faster. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. That's okay. awesome. So, and then, and I was, and she's like, why, what, what would you take? And I was like, well, I'd take the Razor. Yeah. Because she's like, you. why? Because and that's I was who like, you are now. And I was like, well, I said, we're doing that race is like a weekend or, well, yeah, it would have been a week, two weeks, I guess. And so we're doing that race two weeks after. And I said, it'd be nice to get some seat time to kind mm-hmm. of just do a little, you know, get familiar with how it handles and shit like that. Um, before you just show up and like, all right, race, you know, mm-hmm. and just well, that does kind of make sense. And yeah. then we play, we were Instead like, oh, the weather's supposed to be pretty decent for mm-hmm. about as good as you can get planning wise in Illinois. So we did the roof instead, but should have postponed it a weekend and done this coming. Oh, well, we were planning we're, on only doing half, half of the roof and oh. we ended up doing the whole thing and then do the other half. We got to finish it up here next weekend and. Finishing like touches got, got it mostly done. Just yeah, get out there with a razor blade and comp off, you know, lop off the edges. Trim there. the edges, put the ridge cap on, and all that. Oh, okay, but that's about it, which, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, but yeah, we're terrible. gonna go to this is Cope Mish, Michigan. Cope Mish, the Twisted Trails Off Road Park, which is supposed to be a pretty good park. And uh, they got a it's a one and a half mile course. It is the R B O R R series. It is Jacob Jacob Tuma, I was believe, mm-hmm. is one of the head honchos. I think there's two. Well, they did their live feed here a couple weeks or a week or two ago, whatever it was. There was two guys on there, and he was one of the two. So I don't know if that's like the two guys that own it or run it or what the deal is exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 50 bucks to enter, 100% payback. It's literally just for fun. It's a three-race series. We're not going to the second one because we have a point one race or ultra four race or some other race we can't go. Yeah. Um, but we should be at the, I want to say the last one's in September. Sounds familiar to me. Um, the last one, what? The, the third race of the like oh, three-race series, series mm-hmm. is in September. So we should be is at that, that one, one. Is that the one we missed last year? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That was the last one of the yeah. of the series. Um, so we're gonna be at that one. I know the crawler off road guys are gonna be at that one. Um, I think there's a few other listeners that I've seen that say they're going. Like a couple are racing, a yeah. couple are just showing up to have some fun. I know I got a couple of messages, people asking me if, yeah. we were, if I was going. Um so don't so we're gonna, it's happen. like a six hour drive. Mm-hmm. It's a little farther into Michigan than I thought, I thought it was. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, fuck it. I mean, right? So, yeah, why not? Uh, so we're going to go do that. I don't I don't have any goal other than I want to finish um, the race. I want to finish. Well, see, there's no like. In how many pieces? One. Like, oh, okay. Done. Just I mean, I don't want to like. Push to make up. it through the yeah. end, the piece. Yeah. I, I don't. There's. It's a weird race because it's an endurance style race. So I mean, the leader will compete, or there's no like set laps. Yeah, it's literally as many laps as you can make in an oh, hour yeah. and a half. Mm-hmm. So I would think I was looking back through last year's results, and I think six laps. There was like a I don't know ten, twelve, half a dozen, whatever it was. Um, people had done six laps. Which I would say puts you on the the lead lap is if you could have completed six laps right. in that time period and not timed out. Have you figured out how long how what your average speed have to be to run that? I don't eight miles. I well, I was gonna start figuring that and I'm like, well, I wonder how similar the course is gonna be. So like thirty miles from last hour? year to this year. You said an hour and a half? Yeah. Gotcha. So I don't know. You know, I don't know how the if the course is going to be different to, to compare lag lap because it gives you you can look up and it has their split lap times on what their lap times are and see ballpark what they are. 
Um, so yeah. I think we'll average about average about 33, 36 miles an hour. Yeah. It's pretty quick. It's moving pretty good. Off road. Yep. That's pretty damn quick. Yep. Yeah. Especially, I can't wait to see all the things you're going to upgrade. There's obstacles. There's obstacles to go through. That's stuff. what I mean. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But there's some stretches where you can get some speed. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Well, we averaged at the, at Rush for the Ultra 4 doing a, fuck, what was the lap? Like an eight mile lap. I think it was eight and a half mile lap. Averaged like 27 mile an hour mm-hmm. and finished sixth. You got to do 10 so, mile an hour faster than that. Yeah, but there's some short course sections <laughs> built into yeah. that. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's uh, especially for your first endurance race. My mm-hmm. literally goal is to just, I guess, finish, but I would yeah, like to do. No, I don't want to finish like first. I don't think first. that's not my goal. Um, if you're not just, first, you're last. Well, we're going to be last. <laughs> um, actually, funny enough, there is a payout. I want to say it's like 50 bucks payout to the last place finisher. <laughs> that's funny. It, it was some, I don't remember the manufacturer's name, but it was somebody, uh, it was a clutch company. And if you're running <laughs> one of their clutches and you were the last Running, fit. yeah, I think you had to be the last running finisher mm-hmm. with one of their clutches. They pay you fifty bucks. Oh, nice! And I'm like, that's kind of funny because <laughs> literally, it's <laughs> not like a, oh, you fucking won. You know, it's yeah. it's more of a have fun race. Uh-huh. So I think that kind of plays into the whole thing. Like, oh, you were the last running finisher with our clutches. Here's a prize. That's right. I'm like, that's cool as shit. Nicely done. Yeah. You made so uh, I would like to be on the same lap count as the leader is. But I feel like that's a lofty goal. So is this like an unlimited thing? Anyone can bring any side by side and do it? <laughs> it's yeah. Side by sides are all one class. So you're going to run against guys who are running in like Jacob running a full chassis, you know, race razor. Well, that's what I meant. Um, like, so that's what I mean. Like, I have no desire to like go out and fucking <clears throat> run. But at the same time, it's an endurance race. We proved it at Rush in a rock bouncer on 43 stickies. We beat out some cars that we should have not been, you know, beat yeah. because they broke. They rolled, you know, shit happened because they tried to push too hard. Went the wrong way of a hill. Uh, yeah. An hour and a half. <laughs> right? An hour and a half is a long time sitting there yeah. racing. So you could push too hard coming out the gate. What they say? Like a stock general finished like top five or something last yeah. year. Oh, and I'm funny. like, you because know what I mean? Because he just turtled and haired it, you know? Yep. So I, that's just, I, I just want to have some fun because I think it'll be funner and shit just to go out there with my wife and kind of just beat bop around and do that. And mm-hmm. So that's my goal. Drive it back on the trailer and just, I don't know. I just want to have fun. It'll be a yeah. good time. It, it's a no mm-hmm. pressure. You don't have to go out and full send and tear your shit up to try to win it. Right. And I know the, the course and looking at videos and and watching videos and talking to Jacob a little bit, it's not a bounty hill style course. You're not going to go out there and just fuck your shit up, right? In, unless you push yourself really hard. So uh, the opportunities there, you just. But if you take your time and just kind of cruise through it and have a little fun, I, I don't know. It'll be a good time, right? So also on May fifteenth, if you're not going to that race, you should make your way to Dubuque, Iowa to go to Complete Off-Road's Customer Appreciation Day. That's the most depressing thing about the whole weekend Uh for me because I was planning on going to that and then the race series race was that day and I'm like, fuck. Mm -hmm. 
How do you make it? How do you decide? Well, I already registered for the race when I put two and two together Mm. and I'm in 50 bucks to register and all that. But I was already like, yeah, Jacob, I'll be there. You know, said I was going to be there, Mm -hmm. registered to be there. And then Chris is like, what are you going to both? And I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, now, how am I going to do that? Yeah. So 10 hours away, Chris can come (laughs) pick up the buggy and he can park it out there at complete off road and advertise for me. Well, not for me, for him. Yeah, for him. And uh, then he can bring it back to me. Yeah. With new gears in new it. New gears in it. Yeah. And uh, which wouldn't do any good because the, the rear axle doesn't need gears. Yeah. I'll drop that. You ax- <laughs> can oh. pick up that axle on the trailer. Okay, there you I go. can be like, just, just hanging on the back of the, bubby, yeah. of the buggy. Yep. We can do that. We'll just put the strap the winch around it. Yes. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, we can do that for some promo. Um, but no, I would really like to have gone to that because I do think it would be kind of neat to go yeah. see some like Iowa off road stuff. That's mm-hmm. not when you say off road, nobody really goes like iowa, iowa. <laughs> but, like clearly it's a profitable business so there's a market for it so there's right. going to be a crowd it's going to be cool it would be a neat event to go to so i'm bummed as shit about that but there's only so many weekends in the year mm-hmm. and they seem to get packed quickly this year i'm trying to figure out how i can make that work <sighs> to make it over there to uh complete off-road it's exactly four hours yeah. Yes. And it's funny because it even says like four hours, no tolls, five hours and 10 minutes with tolls. I'm like, I can't wait <laughs> well, to go to no tolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a pretty, actually, it's a nice drive. You just run up through Peoria and then yep. just head up north. Yep. You just leave in the morning and get there at lunchtime. Oh, yeah. yeah. I left it. I left right at 4 a.m. and got there a little, I don't know. I left a little after four. It was like 4 30. And I had a couple pit stops on the way over there. And I got there like, just, just before nine, I think it was. Yep. So, like, it wasn't bad. It's not bad at all. No, it was it's a it was like a cool drive for me because it was something different. Yep. But Never uh, been to Iowa. I took the van. You're not really in Iowa, yeah. so to say. I mean, you're sitting right on the edge. Yeah. It's still Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your, far more hilly. Your tax yeah. bill yeah. says it's not Illinois. I this damn can guarantee you that. <laughs> um, but uh, I would like to go to that. He was like, "Yeah," and uh, Chris's wife Andrea is like, "Chris's son, did you see the post for about his car?" Nope. So they got his car, which is, I can't think of what it is now. Anyway, it's an older muscle car. It's like a 70s muscle car, but it's got a set of the old mag wheels on it. But they're pretty rough looking. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you just throw those in a box and shift them over here real quick and I'll fix those up for you. Oh, yeah. And uh, Andrew's like, well, just have him come up Friday, fix, you know, polish out the wheels. And then Saturday he can go to the. Complete off-road customer appreciation days. And then Sunday, you guys can go wheeling. Like, sounds like a great week. Sounds like mama spoke and you done <laughs> You done booked. I don't know what I'm going to do with my wife and my child, but uh, that might be kind of difficult. You're going to wheel Friday and then go to Iowa on Saturday? That Ooh. would be hard. Okay, dad. <sighs> Welcome yeah, to life. That might be a tough one. That's the dog life that definitely, I live. Definitely not, definitely not going to drag my Jeep over, I don't think. I don't see that as a Oh, thing. drag it to Iowa? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's only four hours. <sighs> I, mean, I mean, that's a valid point, too. And your trailer's only. fully ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> the truck didn't love the last pull, so maybe by this week, by maybe by Friday the 14th, I can have um, that other set of wheel and tire package together and take it for a drive, take it and tow it over the Badlands with that tire combo. So I've got a, I just happen to have a stock set of, like, a stock size tire sitting there in the backyard 
and I have an extra set of PYOs that are polished. So I thought I'd just put them together and throw them on the truck. If I like, I'm not going to like the way they look. They're just going to look goofy. No, it's going to yeah. look, yeah, it's gonna look little dumb. Little baby tires. Because mm-hmm. it's got 33s on it now. Those are like yep. 30 and a halfs. Yep. It's going to look like a stock something. I'm trying to think what back in the day was super tall. But, HD. Oh, no. Well, actually, yes, HDs, but yeah. also like Dodges back in the day. They look oh, like yeah. they had like yeah. six inch lift. They had 245s on them. And I was like, that was a six inch lift kit. The 2500, yeah, yeah, the 2500 gassers. Hey, you, could put a 30, you could put a 35 inch tire on it and it with would no look lift. beautiful yes. with oh, yeah. no lift. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, yep. Those, there were a certain set of those Dodges. Uh, it's like 94 one of, my buddies, one of my buddies' mom had one. They bought it brand new. It was that beautiful dark blue extended cab, short bed, mm-hmm. Ram 2500. And it had, and it was an 01, I think. And it was, uh, it was oh, I think it was a one. Um, yep. But that body style, that older body style. Uh, it was it, that truck was gorgeous and it was her truck like and she was a toothpick and about five foot six <laughs> just rocking around this big ass truck that's awesome because in that i mean back in its day like that truck was big it probably still be big today It'd still be decently big today a truck that you can put 35s on stock and they look like they're supposed to be there yeah like not even stuffed it's at all pretty, it's a pretty big truck that's a pretty I mean, big truck pretty pretty tall truck anyway yeah so uh i would like to go um, I would like to go to complete off road. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. I literally leave the Badlands, drive straight there, <laughs> have dinner at Chris's place. Yeah, I'm sure they let you stay the night. Polish the wheels, just take Polish your the just wheels, throw, some, throw a couple uh, buffs and and buffers in the back of the truck, yep. and yeah, from Perfect. one from one wheeling part, oh, straight to the to the uh, uh, you know the off road place. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's a weekend right there. That's a busy weekend. That would be a busy CBAP YWL. Cool, bro. I don't want to be with my wife and my kid. They'll be at home. They'll be fine. What are you talking about? Yeah, they just do the same thing Uh, they're doing right now. They're at home without you. Yep. Profit. That sounds like a terrible conversation. For you, not for me. Yeah, for me. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like Thursday night, so, like, yeah. see you Monday. Yep. See you, see you <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Weekend trip. <laughs> Shouldn't have to know where you are going. Didn't yeah, she asked questions. You eight, just raise your hand. Eight, like, what did uh, you yeah. say to me? Eight states, you know, whatever. But no. I'll take just, your ass whooped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just take your ass whooping and roll on down the road. That's the it. Road part, buddy. <laughs> you show back up and the locks are changed. Yeah, that sounds about yep. right. Mm. Head breaking from like, I'm, why is Mike's um, truck in the driveway? Yeah. <laughs> buy me a window. It's all good. Uh-huh. That ain't my truck in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple, couple country songs that go that way, I believe. And they all started with CBAT YWL. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Who was I said that to the other day? Someone that had no idea and they were like, looked what? at you like, what? I don't remember what it, I don't remember who well, was. Well, if it wasn't a listener, then they probably didn't know what the fuck oh, you were talking about. It was definitely a listener. <laughs> I just can't remember what the context was of, of it now. It was some it was some conversation to do with something. I feel like it was in the uh, Patreon potentially. I wouldn't know. I'm I not think, that yet. I think they may have been talking about the winches and it was like, "Why would you do a warn?" I'm like, see Pat White Might as well. It's the answer to everything. Fortunately, it is. Always. You ready to wrap this thing up? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> past Ian's bedtime. It is far past five, bedtime. 5.30 come early. Yep. It's mm-hmm. going to do that for sure. 5.30 come very early. All righty. So um, if you're not already, you should go be a patron. Uh, it's a buck or 10 bucks if you want to win stuff. Um, go check it out. www.patreon.com forward slash total offer podcast. It's the only way you can find us on Patreon. 
check us out on Facebook at uh, the Total Off-Road Podcast page on Facebook and also the Trail Riders page. If you want to get in, just answer the two questions. We'll let you right in. If you don't answer the questions, I'm not letting you in. That's just the way it works these days. And Instagram, Total underscore Off-Road underscore Podcast. If you want to check out Snow Day, Mike's full-size rig, go to Mike So Funny. No underscores, right? I think it's just Mike so funny on Instagram. Mike so funny on Instagram. There's not a whole lot of content. I'm not big into the social media, yeah. but there's a, there's a couple things on there. There's you'll see the truck. Yeah. yeah, you'll know what it is. Yeah. Um. So you can check out that truck there, and you can see it's quasar blue, <laughs> light quasar blue metallic, light quasar blue metallic. You know, the more light. we the more we say that 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 word, the more it sounds quasar. Familiar. Yeah. <laughs> or GM said it. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, Go to the website, pick up some Nug Life stickers huh. and some apparel at uh, www.totaloffroadpodcast.com and check out the YouTube channel. I know you're not subscribed because we don't have as many subscribers to the YouTube channel as we do have listeners on this podcast. So quit being a dick and go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Here's a good fact to leave you with. All right. One last fact. Quasar. Quasar. Shining so brightly that they eclipse the ancient galaxies that contain them. Quasars are distant objects powered by black holes a billion times as massive as our sun. That sounds about like Snow Day. A billion times as massive as the sun. That's how big the black hole is. If you so much side-eye that black hole, you disintegrate. (laughs) (laughs) So the key here, how 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 do we as a universe not get sucked into that? It's too far away. Quasars are extremely bright, up to 1,000 times brighter than the Milky Way galaxy. So that's where you get that real bright, bright blue Mm -hmm. is from that. Because looking (laughs) at the picture, it looks... Let me show you I think I looked them up like a well... as a quasar tsunami. It's like a fucking... Yeah, that's what I saw. Blue star looking thing. Mm -hmm. So they go a light quasar blue metallic, which is damn close to what it is. The color of the truck. That's interesting. Thanks for that tidbit. I I just Google it. I was like, what the fuck's a quasar? (laughs) Well, it turns out that's a quasar. So Mm -hmm. thanks. Now, when you're on Jeopardy and you win, just kick us like 100 bucks to like go buy some beer or something. Yeah. That sounds good. Send us another shifter. Another one. What was it I needed? A winch? Winch. Oh, yeah. You need a, uh, what is it? A worn winch? Send us some, winch? Send us some winch and some race lines. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When, you, you, win, when, you, when you win big on Jeopardy because you know what the fuck a quasar is. <laughs> Somebody out there, every time you say quasar, he's like, it's quasar. It's quasar. It's quasar. Yeah. He's just mad. That's he's just like, you're saying it wrong. That's you're saying it wrong. always works. You find those people get you before you're out of bed on Tuesday mornings. So oh, it's like yes. 6, 30, 7 o'clock that in the morning. They're like, you guys are fucking idiots. And we're like, yeah, we know. We knew that before we started recording the podcast. Thanks for telling us that we know nothing. We already know. Here that right. is right. all I have. Wait, here it is. Maybe. No. Quasar. Quasar. Oh, you saying it right? Quasar. It's Quasar. Right. Yeah, right. here it is. It's K- K-W-E-I. Czar. Quasar. Quay. Yeah. Yep. Quasar. You've been saying it as right dumb as we look. We're close, but not <laughs> quite as dumb <laughs> as Look at that. We're not going to get messages first thing Tuesday morning about saying it wrong. Nah, we'll just get them about something else. <laughs> yeah. They always come. Definitely oh, did something wrong today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always come. <laughs> but yeah. we love it. We love it. It's yeah. the best. All right. We're done with this podcast. Go buy some swag off the website so you can keep Ian busy shipping shit this week. And Mike, last words? Go drink tasty beer this week. Amen. And we'll catch you on the trail. 